Hey everybody, welcome to episode 103 of Video Game Apocalypse. Chris can't stop himself from laughing. 103! Well, he, he burped and then laughed at himself like a child. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get it out in the seven minutes before that. I had to do it right, <laughs> yep, in the intro. Yep, right during the intro. Whoops, and, and people, I've noticed people discussing on the forum. This is like, Chris says he doesn't burp anymore, but I keep hearing somebody burping. But That's I do always off, him! But I do it off mic. Sometimes, if, if it happens while I'm talking and it seems to disrupt my speech Doing pattern... off mic. I it's me, but <laughs> I'm your host Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are, of course, Christopher Antista, the male booty, and Jennifer Juniper. And joining us for the very first time <gasps> from Gamespot, it's I say my name now. Oh, yes, Chris Waters. It's Chris. Or oh, you could come up with a fun I, nickname. I don't know what I, that is. It's never caught on, but I like to refer, refer to him as the CW. It, it the never CW. Works. The, the CW. CW. It has mm. to be capital V, though. That is better than the coworker who referred to me as C Wet. That's exactly the reaction I had every time. It was not cool. (laughs) Does he or she still do that? No, he does not work there anymore. Um, It was a term of endearment. He always chuckled with glee and like kind of made me happy that he enjoyed it so much, but it also creeped me out. You've indignantly got him fired and now we can't call you that anymore. How dare you? Well, now that's all I'm going to call you for the rest of the You make me see what. Ugh! Wait, never mind. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Yes, instantly. We got two Chris's on here. Waters, I worked with you briefly a long, long time ago. So, if the audience is confused as to who I'm addressing, just pay attention to who I'm looking at. Yes. 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 No problem. Or we could just call them Waters and Antista. Do people still call you Waters? Sure. Even your wife calls you Waters. Yes, she does, actually, (laughs) with frequency. Uh, Yeah, we worked together eight years ago, dude. Man, I cannot believe how long it's been. Uh, I was an unpaid internet at games radar. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Back when back when that site was built on the backs of an army of unpaid interns. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Realizing like, oh, you know, unpaid interns actually outnumber the paid employees here. This is probably illegal. not right. Yeah, it was totally illegal. <laughs> the I'm intern sure. should have staged a coup. We only had a few yeah. coup talks. They never really got anywhere, fortunately. It's <laughs> because uh, you guys are pussies. Aww. Well, or bounced over to GameSpot, where you've been ever since. Uh, yeah, I've been at GameSpot. I went over there to do... To, I got in, My foot in the door was Data Producer, which mm-hmm. was like, hey, post these screenshots. Hey, write, copy and paste this game description. Mm-hmm. And then I reviewed games for like five years. Now I'm like a video guy. I talk about oh. video. And I Big time video guy. I write video scripts, produce videos. I don't want to compliment you this early in the show, but you're one of the funniest people I know. Wow. And I think you're, I think you're delicious to listen to. and read. up to fail so good. hard on good. this podcast. I hope you fail. If you look better than me at the end of this episode, I'll fucking kill myself. Chris well, can you only... just called him delicious to listen yeah. to. I so. did. I mean, did. Secret Sorry, for the listeners me. at home, Chris can only tolerate one Chris at exactly. a time being they're on they're the, the only show. One. It's, it's like, very territorial. It's like crossing streams. But he can't ever tolerate himself. No. I don't like myself either. I'm terrible, but you can't be better than me. Don't worry. I will slum it. I'll slum it real hard for you, baby. Can't be better so than me. We'll combine together and we'll negate the entire female Ghostbusters universe. It's the no Chris <laughs> Just club. like the They're not even allowed to have one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Video Hi. <laughs> Did anybody listen to Laser Time this week? I don't know if I'll be able no. to plug at the end. Nobody uh, Louis Heitzman. Time? Yeah, it's fucking BuzzFeed TV editor on talking about old horror movies. Just wow. wanted to plug out. Old horror movies and Sundance. Very happy with well, that episode. That's kind of rad. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody should stop listening to this right now and go listen go to that. Go listen to Laser Time. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my just baby. drop everything. It's my baby. If you're driving, pull the fuck over. Yes, pull over. And download that show. That snowmobile or whatever the hell you're taking to work. Uh-huh. I don't know what the rest of the country does. I'm yeah. in sunny California. Yeah. I'm Where the my... weather is perfect all the time. <laughs> well, it's... And we complain about it anyway. I keep falling into because I know people don't like to hear I'm from California. But I just watched that Andy Kaufman special, mm-hmm. I'm from California. And I love nothing more than saying, I'll sue all of you. I'm from Hollywood. I'm from San Francisco. 
What I say goes. I just got back from Boston, and when I was there, I was looking around at all the snow. And first of all, people are whining about how cold it was, but I got away with a t-shirt and a sweater the whole time. But it was definitely colder Mm -hmm. than here, and I'm like, man, I just miss being back in a city that never goes above or below 60. I didn't, because it's always kind of cold here, but it's super windy and obnoxious, and Boston is rarely windy. No, it wasn't it's, windy at all. It's like the, the air just says, I'm going to be really cold. And I'm like, that's cool. Just don't bite me by moving at 40 miles an hour. And like, I love being around in Boston. I'd walk around in short sleeve shirts playing with snow. Yeah, it I was bad. It was what like was in Boston, the... Anne? What? What was in Boston? Me. <laughs> just me. <laughs> yes. It was Anne East. <laughs> uh, PAX. Those are PAX. PAX. We'll talk about yeah. that later, right? Yeah. We will, yes. And I mean, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about with GDC mm-hmm. and PAX East. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bunch of really awesome games coming out this week. But before then... And the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We're going to go into at least 45 minutes on that new Netflix show. Okay. It's fantastic. Yes, probably. I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, wait. It. I do have a story about that, though. Why? Because there was a girl sitting next to me on, on the plane on my way back from Boston, and mm-hmm. she was watching that, but she kept switching between that and her new novel that she's writing about oh. a girl named Sarah, spelled S-A-R-R-A, who... Sarah. Sarah, uh, who... Feels like she's she's a high school student who's popular, but not too popular. She oh. had like all of her notes certain out at the bottom. It was she's spelled. Like, she feels like she's being followed, and then she just wrote "idea of animal people." <laughs> <laughs> and then like one of the lines is Sarah thumbed through a well-read copy or a frequently read copy of Twilight, and I'm like, oh, this book is gold. <laughs> this is great. Did this you discuss this or was this no, purely just through just looking at, at her, her screen? screen. Nice. This but, conversation is either going to become a strange cultural artifact when this becomes a popular book or this is the most media co- uh, coverage it will ever get. <laughs> so everybody look for this novel about Sarah, the popular but not too popular girl being stalked by animal people who And reading Twilight. Twilight, yeah. I know I, sh- I share this story. But you're on a plane. Most of us have been on planes with a ton of other writers, so you kind of like... it's. I try not to look at what other people are writing because I don't I want them looking at what I'm writing. What? No, uh, you definitely look at what other people but are But I did. Writing. I just finished the book Cloud Atlas, which mm. is... And then I see mm-hmm. some guy with thumbing through the book handwritten notes and he's clearly making a screenplay I'm like good luck asshole no way that's going into a movie and then it turned into a movie I really liked ha. and I don't know who that was because I don't think it was the director probably of not the final wasn't a Wachowski probably not they but... should have cast way more people in that movie <laughs> what do you mean I mean I didn't like it when it <laughs> oh, was like the, the yeah. same person I over and over again it was so distracting it was a good and bold choice I... it was weird what mm-hmm. other movie would do that mm-hmm. have an Asian Keith David that's right I'm from, no- I'm from North Korea motherfuckers Hmm. I ain't nobody's fourth Ghostbuster. <laughs> from the community trailer, you see that? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. yes that's nobody's. Cool. I got a brain the size of Jupiter. I'm nobody's fourth Ghostbuster. <laughs> I just like to make people really uncomfortable with whatever I'm watching. Me so too. On, on my flight back, I mm-hmm. watched uh, The Raid and The Raid 2 while knitting. I like. That's a good combo. It's because it's the, it like multiplies the effect of the raid. It's yeah. Like, oh, this is uh, super super violent. Like, so I what watched if, them back to back. Who was watching it? Yeah. I, I like to. I like to back with the with the girl in her Twilight novel. I like to watch to the end of Madagascar three to reel the kids in, and then boom, irreversible. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Somebody once made me uncomfortable on a plane by watching Cars on an iPad. Gross. Because they watch it without any headphones, so I, it made me look over, and then I realized like. He's spitting tobacco into a paper cup <laughs> that he's just holding but for, there. But like, who was there a small who child next to him? Shit without yes. Headphones? Well, that's why he was watching it. Well, it was actually like the kid who was watching child. it, but this was his dad, and he was just kind of staring straight ahead and spitting into a cup you of tobacco. You sat next to the real life tobacco. Headphones, though. What's wrong? 
It you is weird. That's tobacco moving etiquette. to your repertoire. Yeah. Knitting, yeah. spitting tobacco, Knitting, and I watching just something. Wanna watch movies with like really uncomfortable sex scenes. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't like doing that. But I do love watching ultra-violent movies on planes. Me too. Because it makes people around me just not want to. So how do you detect that though? Do you like turn me? and look at them during a super <laughs> I scene did. and you're, you're like, maybe <laughs> they make <laughs> eye contact and then they get super freaked out? No, I just start clapping. <laughs> oh goody! In the pre-streaming days, I had a downloaded copy probably legitimate of one of the jackass movies and we just kind of tilt it towards the aisle and you can just by the end you can just get up and look and like the whole plane is wrapped with what's happening because people make fun of the jackass movies that defies language barriers it doesn't need sound it's Mm -hmm. funny in any language every every second something new happens jackass they're the best movies available people we need true. I, I don't know about best movies best available. Movies. David Bowie loves that show. David Bowie. Bowie. David Bowie. I think, I think in Britain it's pronounced Bowie. This is our longest preamble. Oh, yes. David this, is, Bowie. this is pretty fucking long. Um, we should probably cut to the chase, which is of course Water's the, the top the five. We begin every show with a top five. Begin is is uh, very liberally used here, mm-hmm. but. Uh, because one of the games coming out this week that I reviewed for IGN, Ori and the Blind Forest, is a fantastic 2D Metroidvania. Mm. Uh, I I really, really liked it, and so I thought, well, hey, that's as good a hook <laughs> as any for a top five. So If, uh, if the genre was better represented, mm-hmm. it would have a name other than a hybrid of two other games. Hmm. And it, yeah, do, it still doesn't. I mean, like, it seems to me to be the only example of, like, what's another genre that's based on a game title roguelikes yeah yeah i mean but that's like roguelikes where rogue was eons ago yes. you know and that's yeah. really sort of but recently I mean, coming to resurgence the genre, it's called that because those are like the two originals yeah i know but yeah. what, what's the other what what um, other name well, is so why would japan, they change the name of the ooh. genre to reflect something newer in japan the genre is known as xanadu because <laughs> the first console uh, game xanadu-esque. to do anything like that was xanadu on msx and it eventually came to Famicom mm-hmm. and was brought to the U.S. Neutered. And do you know what it was called? Faxandu. Yes. Yes. For Famicom Xanadu. Mm-hmm. So. I cannot believe I got that. That was that was a stab in the dark, people. Yeah. Not much of a dork. So yeah, that's and for anyone who's played that weird ass game, that was more or less the genesis of the genre as far as Japan is but concerned. But for a while, it was it was thoroughly unrepresented. Well, um, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you call the genre if it was like I don't know third person open world action shooter? It's so it's two D because it's not it's not the the thing about it is that it's not an open world. It's not an open world, but it's but like it a will be eventually. World, yes, maybe mm-hmm. Persist, like, persistent is bad. Yeah. I don't have a better name for it. We I remember working at PC Gamer like we got sick of saying like Diablo clone yep. and mm-hmm. Minecraft clone, but there was no better way to say what it was and ex- like and besides, expressly convey. So many Minecraft clones are very clearly meant to ape Minecraft yes. directly. With mm-hmm. the graphical style and everything, but that's beside the point. Uh, and I will say we're only talking about 2D Metroidvanias because otherwise it gets crazy. Um, but these these are games defined by yeah, big contiguous world, and you generally have to find some sort of tools or abilities yeah. to well, access new areas, and you have to backtrack. You can find examples of how it doesn't work in 3D at all for some reason. Are those examples known as like Arkham City? I'm Metroid just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, DMC Four. Has a little bit of those qualities. I wouldn't call that Metroidvania. That's just a game where you have to backtrack. I know, but it's all half. about opening other areas around, around. But that's why it doesn't work in 3D. It doesn't come off as quite compelling, and it's not very easy to travel through those areas. Well, well if you're talking about it in 3D, then you're that like, isn't that just a Legend of Zelda game? I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, suppose that's why I think it's like, just an action adventure at that. Yeah, point. that's why I'll I think 2D is actually an important part of the Metroidvania I think so, definition. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too. 
So let's begin with the game that uh, arguably revived the genre. Number five. Come on, Jason, keep up. Heavy rain. Right, I love it. Jason, Jason, wait. Jason. Hey there, cutie. <laughs> How did you do that? Ninja training. <laughs> Ninjas. This is, of course, Shadow Complex, which I've been sort of dying to revisit. I really, really liked it. I think I played it twice. I really like Shadow Shadow Complex. Yeah, that made such a splash. It People did. It were did. just like, because that was also in the early days when sort of yes. Xbox Live Summer of mm-hmm. Arcade. Like, I don't know if it was technically mm-hmm. a summer release, but it was during their sort of was. like building that digital distribution yes. as like this this like great venue yeah. for these really awesome as an games. avenue so to, to, get excited to about. create yeah. smaller games that represent weirder genres that can't comprise a $60 game and, it's and something that Steam does really well totally. but yeah this is Steam is run I mean technically I think Xbox Live is the worst at create like bringing out games like this now. Like PSN has, has stepped up their game tremendously. Oh yeah, they this week alone. Have. I actually like searched Steam for like tag Metroidvania, mm. and there was like hundreds <laughs> of entries. Well, didn't yeah. they just release a number on like here are the number of games that have been released on Steam in the last two months? And it was like it's almost as bad as six hundred games. <laughs> yeah, wow, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I will say, trying to research this, I found a lot of games that it's like. I never thought of that as a Metroidvania, like Tomba. Tomba comes oh, up fuck. a lot. And it's like, oh man, I should go back you and You can't play do that. a lot of shit in the beginning that you can do towards the end. Huh. Yeah, I, I bought that again on Vita. I just assumed it was like a 2D side-scroller and never actually played it. No, it's super, It's one of the weirdest things ever. It's one of those... I, I hate saying the phrase because I say it a well, lot You're in a like a cave boy who, who fights pigs. Yeah, but it's also like... At the time when games were struggling with a transition from sprites to polygons, hmm. Tomba is in that weird period trying to figure out oh. what the fuck to do with the game. And it's super, it's it's not great, but it's really charming and fun to look at. Gamers Republic? Is that what that was? Uh, maybe. But uh, it, it, right now we're talking about Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex! To bring it back. Shadow Complex. See, this, this was a game that, uh, it, it's like one of the few games where developers will admit their influences. And like the producer came out and saying like, yeah, I'm just... A really huge fan of Super Metroid, and I wanted to make a game like I that. I thought he sounded like a rock star. He came out and said, "Super Metroid is my favorite game." Yeah, I want that. Yeah, and that's what I, that's why I made this. And he shows like all these examples, like even literal, like not literal, but like that's exactly what Samus's suit does at the end. Mm-hmm. Is what this power does in Shadow Complex. Yeah. Like Nintendo had not done a Metroidvania game for consoles. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we'd had like the the GBA and DS for Castlevania sure. games for sure. think, up to that point and that was like the only place to really find yeah, the 2D. Yeah. But once Prime happened, they that abandoned that, that formula altogether, which was super weird mm. because it has Metroid and Castlevania in the title of this genre, both of which have abandoned this <laughs> this genre altogether. Well, Prime was kind of like that only it was it 3D, was. And that, the first a good, person shooter, yeah, you know, like example. it had that kind of that the world structure and yeah. the power progression kind like, of thing. Oh, there's that item I want just out of reach, but if I go and get this power up and mm-hmm. come back, I'll be able go to get see, it. See, that's that's again when I start getting confused about the line between Metroidvania and just an action adventure game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where as soon as it becomes 3D to me, yeah. that's where I'm like, all right, it's this is just Metroid action event. Like Tomb yeah, Raider right. even had elements of that, where you couldn't yeah. access stuff until you had a certain well, tool. I think or if whatever. it's if it's one big interconnected there world, you and you're encouraged to backtrack a lot. Because I'm, I was yeah. replaying DMC Definitive Edition. Like, there's a bunch of shit you can't open because you exactly. don't have the right weapon, but you would have to literally load that level. You can't necessarily go backtrack mm-hmm. as part of like an organic game experience. Yeah, and that's a little annoying. But yeah, uh, it's, I, I do well, like replaying I mean, those levels. Yeah. 
Do you get grades? My grades are so bad. My grades on DMC Defender <laughs> Edition are half as bad. Like, I didn't graduate from grades. college just so I could deal with grades again, motherfucker. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Don't tell me. Tell Japan. <laughs> and if you would have gotten more double S's in college, we wouldn't be here right now. What That's the true. hell is an S? <laughs> <laughs> what does this even mean? Uh, uh, Shadow Complex was also one of the it's got a four-point star GPA. <laughs> like, one of the, to me, the hallmarks of Metroidvania games, mm-hmm. again laid down by Super Metroid, mm-hmm. is the unconnected intro, mm. where you're just sort of introduced to the world, but in an area that, like, you'll never go back to. Okay. Um, and we're introduced in Shadow Complex to, like, there's some colonel who's wearing this special armor suit that you'll find later, and you have to stop an attempt on the vice president's life. And it doesn't go quite according to plan. At least the vice president is safe. <laughs> you mean that vice president of the United States? Not really. Wow. Not, not really. Yeah, just, I, love when, I love when horrible things are followed up by comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that super dead vice president? Yeah. That's, that, that's Commander Lucius, the, the main <laughs> villain. And uh, you have a nice little exchange Weird that they would pick him. such a mild-mannered regular name for the yeah, villain. Lucius. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lucius. I mean, everybody's named Lucius. Yes. Whereas the main character is, is like, what, named Jason? Who the fuck is named Jason? Jason! <laughs> Jason! But there, there is a great quote at the end that I think perfectly sums up uh, voice actor Nolan North's career. Who the hell are you? Jason Fleming. I'm no one. And everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my wow. God. This is so good. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember wow. using that. We, we did, like, a special uh, Platinum Challenge Award at Games yeah. Radar for voice acting. <laughs> I made sure to get that specific quote in there. <laughs> it's like, that's wow. so Nolan North right there. That's incredible. Wow. wow. Do you think he said that? Do you think he, there was a moment of self-reflection when he's like, Working oh, on. No. I don't even know. If that probably wasn't even in the heyday. Like, no, this, that was, that was, this was the, the early be- end. Yeah, this yeah. was the beginning of him like being Mr. Video Games. Yeah. Yes, it was right when people were disco- discovering. Oh, there can be good voice actors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes Japan doesn't direct the video. The voice actor. <laughs> uh, it happens. Very and this right. is Chair, and all they do now is like uh, Infinity, Infinity Blades, Blade, which are great. Much. Yeah. But I, I sort of like the idea of like if you had a dude that gung ho about resurrecting an old genre of games yeah. and a new show, resurrected like, some more. Please, please, like. I would like more Shadow Complex, but the mindset behind Shadow Complex was just like, we'll make a Super Metroid game, and Nintendo mm-hmm. can't even sue us. Which That's is great. kind of interesting that you're so, that you're like super enthused about that kind of attitude. Yeah. Because I mean, how many pit, how many like ruined, like terrible clone knockoffs mm-hmm. have begun with that kind of pr- approach? But I think that when we talk about resurrections, because it had been 20 years since anybody had tackled what we call the genre and they weren't named Konami mm-hmm. and even I don't think they do it anymore not really no I think uh, Order of Ecclesia was the last one is that a, a portable title well yeah, it, for I think DS. one of the Castlevania <laughs> Lords of Shadow not two 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 yeah was the one it, it was very much a 3D Metroidvania like yeah. it built itself as open world it was like this is an open world I mean mm-hmm. there are places I can't reach uh, without certain powers <laughs> this open world is three stories I, I have to <laughs> like backtrack a ton um, yeah. so yeah it's not and, and, yeah, and yeah it's like open worlds don't have linear corridors mm-hmm. this one does this is all, I hate because we brought this up before and this is one of the bummers of the next gen that I'm feeling right now is that go play Shadow Complex my 360 isn't hooked up. I mm. may never... There's no option for yeah. Xbox One. Like, 
this is one of those games you should try. Yeah, what do you need three? You just freaking plug it into your TV, yeah, hold dude. On, like, hold what's on. the problem? Conversely, my <laughs> PS3 is broken, and I'm probably not going to go buy a new one. Okay. And like, I'll give you ten dollars again. If you put this on another system, like yeah. it deserves another chance, it deserves to be around for a while. Well, that was kind of what I was hoping would happen with uh, PlayStation Cloud um, mm-hmm. when they bought Gaikai. That like mm-hmm. they're going to make it so that you won't need backwards compatibility. You can just play all the games that you bought on your PS4, and those will just stay with you forever. And Such instead, yeah, instead they did so PlayStation cute, Now. It? it was it was a good idea, <laughs> but there's no way to broker a deal between every publisher that every publisher is going to find feasible. It's yeah. just never going to work. Sad. It is sad. Sad. Even Netflix doesn't do that. They don't have every Warner Brothers movie. They don't have every, every Disney movie. They have to pick and choose, and they fluctuate. And that would be cool, but I wouldn't want that job. That seems like a never-ending <laughs> cycle of madness. No, all right, we'll take all dogs go to heaven too, but you got to give us Smokey and the Bandit, not the third one. We. <laughs> all right, did, does anybody remember what the uh, villains? Plot in uh, in plot. Shadow Complex was what their goal was. Uh, it's Orson Scott Card, so I'm guessing he hates homos. You're close. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. The liberation of San Francisco. Oh God! On my mark. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh my God! I really <laughs> I don't totally, think San Francisco I, needs to be any more liberated. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you get, what, what do you want? You wow. want sex parties twenty four seven? That's the only way it could be more liberated. No, I'm sorry. Like, this is the liberty from the tyranny of sex parties. Oh, I don't want to have a party that has sex in it. <laughs> but now I have to because I live in San Francisco. I swear to God. All you have that to do is go to Folsom Street, sex party all the time. Yeah. Your introduction to my response almost sounded scripted. That worked so well. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was not. And I, I, wanted swear. To, I wanted to contradict something, but that I would felt, ruin the joke. I felt bad about even saying and it. And that, that way. Or- Orson Scott Card, I found out, like got way more credit than he deserved. Well, it was based on one of his books, wasn't it? He didn't really adapt Uh, it. No. What happened was uh, he was going to write a tie-in book based on the Mm. game. And he apparently consulted on the story. But then somehow the idea became like, he wrote the story. Any any money you give to Shadow Complex is going to go to his anti-gay agenda. It's like, no, he was brought in as a consultant at one point. He wasn't the writer. Mm -hmm. But uh, everybody thinks he was. So... I feel yeah. like there were blog entries or something they that were, were like, no, your money for Shadow Complex will not go to Orson Scott Card. It's mm. okay to buy this very good <laughs> yes, game. Yes, yes. He already got his money. It, it now goes to the programmers and developers. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I wish, I don't, I don't know where to, where to go with that, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get into that. But it, yeah. it's, separating your political I- ideology with the things you create. I know there's people who make things I won't agree with 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the way that guy's been like blackballed and like even his Marvel mm-hmm. comics have been retconned because wow, people just really? don't like... Well, hmm. the I- ultimate Iron Man thing was pretty weird. A blue Tony Stark. He's just blue. <laughs> his, his skin is iron. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but that was his iron. Orson and, Scott Carter, I remember when I actually started listening to his books on, on audiobook, like... The sequels to Ender's Game, like the first one, it's like this is essentially a book about tolerance and how you like mm-hmm. absolute tolerance in the face of like we need to kill these aliens mm-hmm. right fucking now. Like no, 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 you need to understand their culture and where they're coming from. It's like Speaker for the Dead was incredible. It was I this like so, yeah. amazing exercise in empathy and in yeah. like understanding and putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and like truly like if you truly know someone like. That is that's how you remember them, and you present it without judgment. Like mm-hmm. this, they are a person to be valued, as are all other people, and so are aliens too. Like they are also <laughs> yes. to be valued. Like that, yeah. That book was fantastic. I loved it. I loved that. Book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, I just can't reconcile. Like, how does somebody who writes a book this powerful about tolerance 
go on and be like, yeah, I hate gay people. It, it didn't Fuck make, you're saying it didn't make it as easy as like when Frank Miller came out about his, uh, his ideology. Like, oh, all these Batmans make sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he was, was writing science yeah. fiction yeah. for him, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right. it just goes to show that, yes, somebody's artistic output doesn't necessarily reflect their political leanings. Well, I also think that, like, I don't think their political leanings should accept, it should affect that much how you consider their artistic output. I, I understand how they're interchanging. We did a whole laser time about it with Bob Mackey. I think we did. Yes. Who was just like, fuck that guy. I can't stand him. Like, this game's kind of great. And yeah. it's, it's, it comes from a beautiful place, even if his personal beliefs don't. Uh, I don't believe we should judge. Metroidvanias. Yes, Let's, Shadow yes. Complex is yeah. over. Let's move on. Number four. God, that was <laughs> This is like its 19th appearance in a top five. This is its second appearance. Oh, my bad. They're all running together. <laughs> I am just reusing I'm the experiencing sounds. all VGAs at once right now. Oh, okay. Well, it's I should tough. probably just clarify what we're talking about. Guacamelee! Super Turbo Championship Edition! I like how the announcer sounds like he's from Oxnard. I was getting a little cynical towards the look of this game, and then I, I had the luxury of playing it over Christmas break. It was fucking awesome. What's wrong with oh, the yeah. look of it? I Well, I, I really like good sprite work and good 2D animation, and it was a little wide, and I, I, I got Flash, the program Flash, when I was like 20, and like, all these games started coming out once the Unity engine and all these easy ways to make 2D animation, like, it just looked lazy. It looked like it looked like taking shapes and tweening. I say tweening because that's a tool in Flash. Mm. Instead of animating or drawing new frames, you tween shapes. And that's what this game looked like. It's a very intentional style, but like everything else in the game overshadows what I think is a graphical style I'm not hugely into. Mm. Uh, the construction paper look, yeah, uh, the, the angular but, edges. I mean, unlike a lot of uh, flash animations, like mm. you can tell these people are really invested in Dude, the animation. It, like they're doing a really good but job. But they also draw a billion other things in the background, and mm-hmm. like a bunch of crazy shit happens, and they go above and beyond to present this. This is a great game, is what I'm saying. I'm yes. sorry. I'm not, uh, I, it, I did have some misconceptions with it. Initially. It's a super great game. I feel like it's also often on sale. Yes. Yeah. So next time it's on sale, definitely pick it up. Was or it just pick s- it up at regular price because it's a, super duper worth it. A Vita exclusive initially? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. But like right when Microsoft I think it might have been Vita and PS3. It was, well, I, think I it was thought Vita it came first. out Vita first. Yeah, you're and, probably right. And then, because Sony's been but really I'm good with that. They see a game with promise, and then like, this is going to... We're going to use this as an exclusive for our platform, and I have to imagine re- reimburse these indie developers, and that's fucking great. This was part of that Sony pub fund, like, yes. mm-hmm. what, three, four years ago? Yeah. Right? Three years Something ago. Like it's that, been yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was when games... I remember having a chance to see it at E3, and just, like, based on the titles, like, that sounds awful. No, no. And then when Games with Gold came out, like, this is the first free game with Games with Gold. So there's, like, a ton of people I bet have experienced this at this mm-hmm. point, but it took three years. Uh, and then it's on Steam as well, yeah. I believe. It's Metroidvania Brawler also, yeah, which is, that's, that's, you don't see very often. You're right. That's that's what makes this super distinctive. Because by the time I got that like massive uppercut move, I'm like, I love this game. Mm-hmm. And the brawler, the, like the brawling, is not like I'm a street fighter. I'm just a guy who punches. Like it had that like Mexican wrestling flair mm-hmm. to it, oh, where yeah. they're doing elbow drops and like totally mm-hmm. impractical really bra- actual brawling moves, but like but with this charming. style and like huge <laughs> grins and like yeah. so much personality. Still, like getting the elbow drop, not only uh, it, it's like a move you find that then opens up the the game a bit. 
And I mean, it has direct uh, homages to Metroid in there, and that you, to get moves, you beat up uh, Chuzo statues, for parodies of Chozo statues, obviously. 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 It's right there on the nine. Take that point, America. And then a goat who turns into an old man comes out and teaches you a move because you broke his property and he's upset. <laughs> Makes sense. The cutest yeah. thing you've ever said. Oh, vandalism <laughs> as a path to self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you broke another one of my statues. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, as long as you're here, I might as well teach you this new move. <laughs> Go break my enemy statues? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I never did finish the game, and I feel terrible about that. But I enjoyed my time with it. Oh, Have so you ever finished you... a single Metroidvania game? Yes, I, I finished... Um, I finished Symphony of the Night the first time in one sitting. Just I didn't realize what it was. But uh, Metroid, Super Metroid, I finished like three times. Shadow Complex, Chris, twice. I'm going to have to punish you for not finishing this. Uh-oh. That, was that convincing? Did that sound like I was beating up Chris? I love yeah, that. I, I could just <laughs> yeah. If he had thrown in some, uh, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can, I eat you can, If you listen closely in that clip, you can barely hear it, but there was an expressionless chicken somewhere in the yes, vicinity. Yes, probably. <laughs> Just like yes. watching this goings-on yes. with total implacability. Bagok. It was me. indeed. Actually. <laughs> Wasn't it that there's, there's an ex- chicken. The combo chicken is the expressionless yeah, yeah. chicken who teaches you combos, yes. and it turns out he's really the devil who's been transformed into a chicken, and then you turn into a chicken at one point. God damn. And then it becomes a power, the transformation. Super charming. Everybody yeah. should own this game. It's so weird. I love it. Oh man, so awesome! You're given so many reasons. And so again, many it's on sale all, all the, the time. time. Yes. So yeah, you should buy it. And this is only number four. Imagine how great the next three months. Oh boy! Oh no! Oh boy, Michael! <laughs> They're not that great. But oh. this is one of my favorites. Number three. Who knows what that is? Fuck! I recognize the theme song. Yeah, it, like resonates deep in my bones, but. Help. Help. There's a reason for that, because it's a takeoff on the Metroid it's, Yeah, it's item the Metroid theme. theme. But here's here's the real theme that you might recognize this by. Yes. Cave Story? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that so sounds like a, like a Bhangra dance. Like, I Bungra? want someone to be, like, shaking their shoulders and, like, <laughs> dancing back and forth. Is that forth. like a Bollywood thing? It is a Bollywood oh, thing, yes. Oh, I was going to say, I was, that's not the same as the crunking I do on sa- every Saturday. No. Down at the not. community center. Crunking? No, yes. You want to see me crunk later? Crunk for kids. Yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it crunking or crumping? I thought it was crumping. I, I like, yeah, I like to crunk uh, disadvantaged children. <laughs> Trying to teach them not to do drugs. I never say a word, but never break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Lash. Later, I'm going to watch you do this. Oh, yeah. Just noodle your arms and shake your pecs a lot in front of little children. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're thinking crumping. It's great. Oh, is uh, that what I'm thinking? I think Crunking so. is, is with scissor, right? I have no idea. I think, mm. doesn't crunk mean crazy drunk? Does it? Yeah, that's Get just crunk. when you have a giant goblet full of indeterminate Purple liquors yeah. and, and, and your little John. It's, it's probably and you drink fuck. It. What was that shitty? That shitty. Oh, uh, my white slip is showing. What oh. was that shitty super neon drink that we had in the fridge for forever? Uh, drink. It was like the the shitty bum wine. What was it called? Oh, oh Mad Dog. <laughs> Is that what it was called? The, the shit Henry It was the flavor, like, like the bright orange like, shit. We had like six neon. There was like a bright blue, bright well, green, four bright loco, pink. Four loco. No, no, no. no, no. It was, Definitely it was, was that four loco because fuck it was four mad loco. Because Henry doesn't like beer, but not because he doesn't like the he doesn't like the taste, but it's it, he doesn't like carbonation. So he's like, ah, oh, mm. what's this Mad Dog stuff? I'm just gonna get it. And like, dude, that's like 40, 50 percent alcohol. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't drink that. Like, you and can't. it tastes it like soda. Horrible. Like, 
Like yeah. like bottom basement like flavored Shasta. That's how it tastes. But so like was, Shasta that was maybe thirty years old. So there's probably one yeah. really Finally hilarious Shasta in like unintelligible Cape Crisis around oh, uh, yeah. where Henry was drinking that stuff to relax and it, did, yeah. it worked too and well. He, and instead he got crunked. He got crunked. He got yeah. crunked. He got crunked. <laughs> and then I crumped him. Crunked. It's crumped. Uh, Is it crumped? Cr- well, you, that's an English biscuit. Yeah. Well, just to get about? us back that's in. That's a crumpet. Sorry. Here's, okay, here's again what uh, the item music sounded like originally on Cave Story in the PC version. Oh, right. We're talking about Cave Story. Yeah. Very Metroid. Very Metroid. Here's what it sounded like in the Wii version. Ooh. I, I love that they can lie like, no, we never used that sound yeah. before. <laughs> on your platform, <laughs> Mr. Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. But th- that's where I discovered it, and I remember, mm. like, so good. that was back in my phase of like when like the indie game scene was mm-hmm. brand new, and I would see kind of other game journalists that I thought of as vaguely pretentious coming mm. out and championing it, championing it, and saying, <laughs> "Why did that give me so much trouble?" <laughs> I don't know. Uh, championing, championing wow, that's a weird it. word to say. Yeah. Championing, um, but championing. Just, it's like oh, cave story. Yeah, that sounds boring. Ugh, cave story. No, and then like I finally. Like, I saw it on sale. It's like, you know, everybody says this is great. Maybe yeah. I should try. And it's like, this is like Metroid. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's even, it's, and it's, it was probably the first to do that genre and then be really silly about it. Hmm. I, yeah. don't, I, I don't think, I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Cave Story, Cave Story to me is like emblematic of the rise of the indie game. For the yeah, most part, yeah. because it happened also, really I feel early. Like there was like a series of years where yes. it was just it's on this platform. Yeah. now it's on this platform. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to come here. Oh, now there's a deal to bring it no. to this. Like I, it yeah. just kind of kept popping up before and, keep, and like capturing new yeah. audience. Yeah, way before it was on Steam, I think it was just its own executable you could get off yeah. the site for was, super cheap. Yeah, and like this, I think this is like the most indie indie game mm-hmm. because. Uh, this was made by Studio Pixel, mm-hmm. which is actually one guy yeah. named Daisuke yes. Amaya who goes by Pixel. Mm-hmm. And like he he did this and like several other games all by himself. He did mm-hmm. like all the art, all the music, everything, programming. Yeah. Like that blows my mind that mm-hmm. somebody can still do that in mm-hmm. this day and age, and that it would be so good. It's it's this game is excellent. Yeah, it's really good. I remember we got to meet uh, Pixel once. He came by our office at Games Radar, mm. and we did like an interview for him for Talk Radar. And was I there? Uh, I don't I know remember. If, this. It might have just been like me and Brett, and mm. like him and a bunch of PR handlers and a, uh, a translator. But I, I just remember like he is so tiny. He's he's like he can't make a full blown game. He's so little. Yeah, he's such a little guy. How did how did such a little man make such a big game? So many pixels. <laughs> such a but he was man. he was there to um <laughs> to promote the 3D version of it that came out for 3DS. Yeah, there's like Cave Story and Cave Story Plus and Plus Plus. Yeah. I think I didn't really like the 3D version, honestly. Like no, I, it's the best on Steam. I've I, I it's one of those things I can load up like kind of any time and just fuck around with for two hours. Hmm. I love Cave Story. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. And like it has uh, different paths through mm-hmm. like the end game. Like you can, I I managed to get myself to a place where like I am completely fucked because I didn't realize I was supposed to trade this mask to get a jetpack, mm-hmm. and so I'm like bouncing around the last level that is built for a jetpack with no jetpack, and it's like this is like playing on ultra hard, and I can't go back and undo this. I'm just no stuck. Yeah. It's a bad move. Mm-hmm. Bad move. Yeah. And that ends the cave story conversation. Um, I guess, but still, so it's it's on. This is Sick another segue. I think, uh, like Guacamelee, this <laughs> really is on 
everything, pretty much. This is on more than everything, because it's actually on Nintendo platforms, whereas yeah. Guacamelee is not. Uh, well, neither is... of them are on phones, so I guess you can't really see it. Did Guacamelee ever make it to Xbox? Um, Xbox One, it was one of the first, I think it was the first yeah. games with gold oh, okay. game. It, when it launched, it launched free on Xbox. Uh, Neat. Xbox Live. Yeah, because they had a. I still uh, have an Xbox. They had like a DLC pack that was like ultimate version, you know, yeah. like challenge rooms and mm. stuff like that. So it yeah. sort of gave them that was sort of the initiative to, to push it again. Mm. Yeah, as Guacamole Super Turbo Championship Edition. Oh, it was from the yes. it was from the Spanish folklore podcast that we yes. did based yes, on yes, Grim yes, Fandango's yes. release. Got it, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes, two only, weeks ago, ninety seven. It feels like two oh. weeks ago, so it was a while ago. Ah, it's more than a month. Anyway, oh two months. Number two, die monster! You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's (laughs) souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. This oh, is how so I do voice acting. Oh, why didn't I get that line instead? A miserable <laughs> little pile of secrets. <laughs> There's that moment I want to be the guy where you yes. just walk in and he says that and he throws the glass and you die instantly. We have absolutely had this game on the show before. Oh, I don't know. Because sure. sure. we've definitely used what is a man. What is a man? I mean, that's a pretty uh, a far-ranging meme you can use to apply in a lot of video yeah, game no, situations. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about this. Here's your clumsy <laughs> Japanese dialogue. And why I, I still... Uphold the idea that all video game voice acting sucks because I grew up playing Japanese localized <laughs> games. Because uh, that that is not terrible dialogue. He just condemned yeah. every religion. Dracula just condemned every religion, right there. But it's clumsy and silly. Uh, but it could. I, I, I still love this game. It's uh, fucking great. Still great. And this was, I think, if Shadow Complex was like the last gen revival of uh, Metroidvania mm-hmm. on consoles, this was the PSX. Revival, like before it had mm. even really died out. Like Super Metroid was only a few years old when this came out. It was, but everybody thought I, I was. I remember initially people were sort of disappointed that Castlevania was taking the straight up. Like everybody had, was going 3D at this point, and Castlevania mm. didn't. Yeah, uh, and Symphony of the Night. There's Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night. Everybody. Cynthia yeah. of the My Night. My buddy she lives around the corner. The guy who let me totally borrow pleasant. this game a year after it came out is moving to San Francisco next month, and I get to give it back to him. You get to? Yeah, he gave me the Black Bar version. And he explained, oh. and he was the one who explained to me, like, Black Bar versus the greatest hits, Lime Green, Spine. Like, this is the original. This is the first printing mm. Black Bar, baby. Don't fuck, don't fuck this game up. And I'm like, I won't, Steve. Have you? Uh, no, no. It's one of the few games that I've kept with me in really good condition. Because, uh, one, he told me to. And, two, I, like, I hadn't played it. And I was a big Castlevania fan. And I was like, I've given up on the series because I played the N64 one before I played this one. Which is hilarious. Uh, if you want to throw out a, a whip made of triangles, oh, yeah, yeah. At, at respawning scale, it's it's hysterical. Like the N64 version of Castlevania is so terrible, and I played that one instead of Symphony of the Night. It's like just go play this, you'll like it. And I remember he's like, but make sure you come to our house tomorrow night. We're having a party, and there'll be girls there. And I love girls, Chris. You don't understand. Back in the day, I really loved women. A lot less. And now you hate so them. much has now, changed. Oh, now they're ruining games. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now uh, no. And, and like I popped it in and disappeared for hours. I played it all the way through in one sitting. I've never. I don't really do that with games very often. It was like this in Mega Man Legends, like playing through in one full sitting. That's intense. Wow. Yeah, that's like okay. no sleep. That's a lot. Uh, I loved it that much. I played it again periodically. And this is also one of those. I, I, I think this changed the regulations on Xbox Live. 
Xbox Live had had horrid uh, re- regulations for what you could release on Xbox Live, and Konami said we're going to release something tonight on Xbox Live, and they re- they reversed all of that. They upped the achievement cap. They upped the because da- I think it was like they were limited to 150 megs. Oh right, yeah. In the in the beginning, so uh-huh. that's why we you got games like Street Fighter Hyper Fighting that you know weren't great ports, but they had to be optimized to be super small. And Symphony of the Night changed that. It, I think we talked about Shadow Complex trailblazing Xbox Live games, and it did on a content level. On a technical level, Microsoft changed their entire policy, which they don't do, I assure you, have not done very willingly <laughs> in the past for to, to get this game on their platform, and it changed everything for the better. Like, more games were able to be released, more re-releases were able to come out. I love Symphony. God, I love Symphony. Symphony. I've had a few drinks. It's hard to say symphony. Symphony, symphony of the night. Also Sy- championing. The symphony of the night. Championing girl gargoyle. Girl like gargoyle. The, the quasi-sophisticated chocolate bar from the 90s. Symphony. It's been a long time. I don't even remember. <laughs> like, just do you remember how fucking excited you were when you... I can turn into a bat? Yeah. <gasps> well, this game... It changes everything. This game and Final Fantasy VII were like mm. the, the catalyst for me saying, like, I gotta get a PlayStation. Like, I was a Nintendo loyalist. Mm-hmm. And bought an N64... And was kind of disappointed, and was really disappointed when I saw this in FF7, and mm-hmm. realized, like, everything that should have gone to Nintendo is going to PlayStation. Yeah. Like, this is the real successor to the Super Nintendo. This mm-hmm. is what I need to get. This was by rights, the Nintendo. Yes! <laughs> Sony stole Nintendo's franchises! Well, Nintendo should have been dicks to everybody for so long. Maybe That's they still true. have games coming yeah, on their platform. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, poor Nintendo. No, I don't want to Oh, but I have uh, have more uh, Jimmy sounds because I want one of the things that made sound. Symphony of the Night so special and that makes it still so special is again like Cave Story multiple endings and the first ending you get to the hero is the bad guy. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> so it is you. But why is a Belmont planning the resurrection of Count Dracula? Count Dracula rises but once every century, and my role is over. If I can resurrect him, then the battle will last for eternity. Well, it's basically him saying, like, I want job security. Uh, <laughs> I want to fight forever. I'm the last Belmont. Yeah. So you can kill him, and then you get the, the bad ending where mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, I don't know why he did that. Now, what a shame. I'll just leave here forever. <laughs> and... Uh, but if you find, like, a pair of glasses, mm-hmm. then you can see, like, oh, he's actually being manipulated by this dark priest who's floating above him invisible. And then when you defeat that dark priest instead of Richter, then you have that magical moment of the upside-down castle being revealed. Yeah. Like, you think you've gotten through the entire game. Like, no, you're just halfway through. Now here's an upside-down version of the entire game to get through. What Diddy Kong did with its racetracks. Oh. <laughs> but it was, it was more special here. you got here the hovercraft, and it was all good. <laughs> yeah. You just cruised back to Dracula. <laughs> I could see I could see your eyes that reference connected with you very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. DK. Nice. I, I also remember Paul Ryan, who we worked with, like, this is at the very beginning of all these games. Like, hey, you want to come over and see how far I've gotten Symphony of the Night? And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I absolutely do. I want to see the other endings that I've never seen before. Well, the only thing that makes me sad uh, a little bit is that this is not the most contentful version. Like, the version of Symphony mm. of the Night that we're used to. Because the Sega Saturn version added, mm. like, two entire levels. And there was, like... Uh, for those of you who remember Symphony of the Night, like in the first area, 
there's like this you can see this weird little tunnel under the floor mm-hmm. like how do I get there and it's inaccessible seems like every seven feet I have that feeling in, in <laughs> <laughs> but it's inaccessible for the whole game mm. and then the Saturn version uh, you can actually find the gateway down into there and it's like there's a whole level that's like Halloween themed with like lots of jack-o'-lanterns Jack everywhere Skellington. yeah you can play as both Richter and Maria mm. um, and they, they each have their own like modes that you unlock after playing the game and like I, I always whenever I say like Conan O'Brien's sidekick uh, yeah chief I, among them <laughs> mm-hmm. whenever I say like oh man I wish they'd bring back that version somebody's always there to say like it sucked Mm-hmm. Like the level, the stuff it added sucked. It was awful. It's better off this way. I'm like, eh. well, I just want more things. Do you believe them? Do you remember it that way? Or I do don't you just know. Want I never more got things. I never got to play it. That's the thing. Because maybe you're the lucky one. Yeah, I had I had a friend who imported <laughs> uh, it from Japan. Maybe it's a nice like, analogy for why pre-order bonuses don't yeah. matter. <laughs> well, whatever. Maybe. Mm. Wasn't the system seller you needed to pick up a Sega set? It's got. I did pick up a Sega set. Two pre-orders. He just levels. never let me borrow it. What was the system seller for a Sega set? Um, the system seller was seeing a huge stack of them at Target for eighty bucks. Mine, mine was the three games it included with it: Virtua Cop, two Daytona, mm. and Virtua Fighter two, for free. And then for some fucking reason, I was obsessed with Branded Thirteen. The Dragon's Lair. Somebody successor. had to be. I I, it was like, like it's only thirty dollars. And Knights, Knights was there. I, I bought the Sega Saturn before PlayStation, so I'm. I like your boy with puberty going through puberty. Oh my god, this is insane! Guardian Heroes, you can play six player co op. Virtua. Just, <laughs> that's exactly what my brother. If I buy an expansion like. co- right now. Yeah. You get Dom on here. You can give us a little Marty McFly, Morty action. All he does now is play CS:GO, so that's all he'd be able to talk about. Oh God, Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Guardian Heroes. A uh, Saturn, uh, Sat- I don't know, I have so much love for the Saturn. I wish I had a working one. It's mm. really hard to emulate, and I've tried, and I've, with some success, I love the Saturn. That Holy is a pretty shit. great It's platform. great. I like, it did a lot of things terrible and wrong, mm. but the exclusives for it are all weird and great. Yeah. Even, like, the 3D exclusives, like Last Bronx. In the Last Bronx and fucking, like, uh, Burning Rangers. Oh, Burning Rangers it's is so great. weird. Love it. So strange. I Heart Arcade. Like you're, you're a futuristic firefighting force that fights fires with jetpacks and water lasers? Damn right we do. Yeah. I've never owned a Saturn because I'm a child. Yes, because you're 12? No, no, yeah. not 12. Also Panzer Dragoon Saga. Which I, Am I the only one here who owned a legit copy of that? Uh, I own I, a legit copy now. Do you really? I yeah. do too. How? Uh, it was given to me along with a like weird old school Panzer Dragoon shirt. Can I have it? No. For my birthday? No. Oh my god! The things I've done for this woman, and she's she's saying it's this our right birthday, now. precious. Keeping that and and my my it's totally my unopened copy of uh, Space Channel Five. Better have unopened that fucking Robin Hood. What? No, nothing, nothing. I'm I'm comparing gifts that I've given to Anne because I want that bad. I we're, I was in college and I sold it because I desperately needed the one hundred seventy dollars. For Panzer, and I've always mm. I, that's why I always say never sell your games, especially nope. the rare ones. Never get rid of anything. Never, well, no, not not get rid of anything. But you can get rid of anything past like own. the Xbox yes. phase, Xbox I, PS. No, I bought, not, maybe not PS. I bought Panzer Dragoon on on like organically. I walked into a store and it was twenty dollars sealed, new, and I just bought it just because like oh, I have a Saturn and not a PlayStation. <laughs> I have no idea what the situation is. I want this game. I love the first mm-hmm. two. I've heard great things about this and it's so good. It's so cool. Panzer Dragoon is part of, I've developed a mental flowchart for mm-hmm. establishing the value of collectibles mm-hmm. that uh, 
First question is, did Michael own it? Or does Michael own it? Like, yes. And if you go there, then it's like, did he open it? Yes, it is worthless. Unless it's, unless it's unopened. <laughs> and like, no, he didn't open it. Then it's worthless, be- even mint. I believe I was with you when you bought your first Saturn. No, you weren't. Uh, you don't think so? I was in college. Okay. Uh, well, a couple games then. I forget where. We're like, oh, you never played this? You've got to play this, Michael. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, hmm. you know, fucking 101 Saturn games, Rippy. I can't believe you hadn't played them. I, uh, I think you're lying. I love I love my stupid Saturn. I used to do the stupid James Mason impression I do was King of Names, like I used to do for my friends for the opening text crawl of Panzer Dragoon oh, nice. and make them giggle. That's so Symphony of the Night. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Here, let's listen to Alucard losing all his powers. I've come to put an end to this. Still befriending mortals, I'll not ask you to return to our side. But I demand you cease your attack. I will not. You shall regret those words. We will meet again. Then he steals all your powers, and uh, you're basically Mega Man. That's the, uh, or Metroid. Well, That's another. Sinister, thought, no, uh, yeah, it does have a sinister robot voice, somebody, so it kind of yeah. fits. Told me, I think Giant that's, Bomb that's coined, death you're talking coined a phrase for that. <laughs> That's in most of these games called the abilities. Which I'd never heard before, oh, but they credited yeah. it with Giant Bomb. I, I yeah. don't know that for a fact, but like the idea that here's... And it's a great way to start a game. Here's yes. everything mm-hmm. you'll ever be able to do. Check it out. You're a super awesome badass. Yes. Isn't this the greatest feeling and you've then, ever had? Don't you want to get back there? Because we yeah. just took all that shit away, motherfucker. You took it all away, yeah. and you got to go earn it. You got to. It's pretty cool. It's, it's like a. It's like an asshole drug dealer. Well, like, yeah. First hit's free. <laughs> now you got to work for it. It's like you paid full price. Got to work the tip a little it's, bit. It's different now because it's like you paid full price, and like here is the demo. Here's the sizzle. Uh-huh. Here's the demo. Yeah. But nowadays, that's your pre-order bonus. Uh, Early access to your jetpack and your tickle beam. And yeah, I have everything that you so normally lazy. earn from the start. Uh, it's like, hey, no, our game's going to get super cool in like 10 hours. <laughs> Don't you want to enjoy that? You see, go through all this stuff that happens before. <laughs> no, I want micropayments. I want to unlock everything now. I'm a yeah, GameStop no. power user. Uh, I, use I like don't want to buy currency to accelerate my progress. I want to put in the in-game hours and earn <laughs> in-game currency. <laughs> Yeah, man. Ugh. I mean, you know, there's something to be said for the dramatic pacing of that, but then I think so. it, there's also like that. It is a tease. It is a you tease, know, to, and the tease can go either it, way. When I was depending re- on when how I was replaying DMC, I was sort of like, I wish I could port over my save. Like, I already earned these powers. <laughs> can mm-hmm. I please have them when I start up the game? Oh, that was on a different system. Uh, Boo hoo! Holy crap! Are we on number two? We are on. Never heard of it. I think you all guessed this before I even started the list. Halloween? Yep, that's Michael Myers coming out, I thought. Yeah, it's those terror birds. <laughs> Alright, well, if that doesn't remind you, I'm sure this will. Nope, still don't get it. <laughs> um, with Rockadoodle? It's Rockadoodle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the Rockadoodle Metroidvania. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can you really include Metroid in a Metroidvania? Super Metroid. It's right there right. in the name. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's right there in the name. This is the game that set the, the, but the no standard. But no Vania. Oh, one Vania made it in. Okay. Yeah, uh, we but I, we're literally just talking about a vein. I know, but I had I had such a blast with those port. I, Chris some, is still thinking sad. Hold on, some of those port. <laughs> I don't want to go through the whole history of it, but some of those portable games, uh, Circle of the Moon, Portrait of Ruin, I had way more uh-huh. fun in than I did Symphony of the Night. I think they're technically better, but uh, I but know. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Is all I'm saying. Um, I, one of my best memories. I just moved here. I'm making no money. Brett and Carolyn for housing their cat bought me a pink DS Lite, and I got Portrait of Ruin. 
and I sat out under the moonlight and played for like eight hours on the porch because I was running a mansion mm. in San Francisco that they we, I don't know how well, we did it. Those were all fantastic, but they all owe their existence They're, to Symphony of the Totally, Night, totally. Which is, I think, the biggest and most ambitious version of that. Like, the handheld mm. ones, they were great, but they were a little bit smaller in scale. And, and I'm, I'm I probably wrong about that. I'm sure somebody them, will say something. Beating one of them, it's like, you beat this game 99%. Can you get to 100? Got it. You beat it 100%. Can you beat it 1,000%? You <laughs> fuckers! <laughs> there are other things to do! Are they really? Yes! No. Other than play one handheld... Ca- but yes, Super Metroid, Jesus Christ. Man, do I love this fucking oh, game. Man. I, I actually have to find myself not... I don't play this because I know how easy it is to be sucked in by it. Mm-hmm. Even though Metroid can't crawl. What? I think that was the meme. Why can't Metroid crawl? I don't know. <laughs> like, some, somebody put up, like, a, a, a picture of that on, like, Miiverse or something with... Like, Samus crouching next to a hole and, like, Why can't Metroid crawl? It's just like... Modern day kids trying to play Super Metroid and not understanding it. <laughs> Why can't I do everything right away? You gotta, you gotta earn it. And they're playing the game that is the answer to that question. Yes, <laughs> because yeah. this game is why. Yeah, super because fun. Because it's awesome. Uh, it was one of the first games on sale, I think, when the Wii U started porting over its Virtual Console games. Bought it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's shit like this. Like I can't get. An, I will keep playing for hours and hours before I stop. I haven't fired it up yet. Man, I love Super Metroid. It's also one of the uh, an, an early game to like be sophisticated enough to get an emotional response, yeah. Yeah. especially at the end. Where here's here's a spoiler if you for some reason don't know how you Super Metroid care. ends. Metroid is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Does that resonate with anybody? Mm. That sound, you know what that is? That's Civil the sound of an infant in utero. Uh, it's the sound of an infant dying. Oh. Well, an infant that's grown really, really big. <laughs> it's the baby Metroid that saves your life at the end, only to die at the hands of Mother Brain. Mother Brain. Yep, Mother Brain. Well, that, that's like, I, I was watching that on YouTube, just that what? moment. Captain N? No, no, not Captain <laughs> N. The end of Super Metroid, uh-huh. where you go and you, there's like a Mother Brain fight at the end that's almost exactly like in Metroid 1, where mm-hmm. Brain just like sits there in a glass case and you destroy the glass case and then hit the brain with missiles and then everything falls apart and there's like a moment of like yay I won and then the brain just like comes up out of the ground on this like weird robot chicken body and the music is just like and it's like monster movie music Mm -hmm. and it's just terrifying and then it kicks your ass and you're like what and just remembering that feeling of like ah this sucks what am I doing wrong and then the Metroid comes and saves you Mm mhm and then you ki- and then it dies, and then you kick Mother Brain's ass. Mother Brain, Mother Brain, can't get over that. God, Apparently, we learn later that Sam is somehow fused with the Metroid in that moment. Oh my God, the chronology of those games are so fucking confusing. Mm. I cannot even begin to wrap my head around them because this is not the first game in the series. It's like the sixth. This is the third <laughs> the game third, in I'm, the series. Oh, I totally chronologically, forget. I think oh. it's the second to last. Uh, Metroid Fusion being the And Other M is a sequel to this? Or like directly after this? Oh, maybe? I don't know. Man, someone posted in the Laser Time um, Facebook group that like it's on sale at Walmart for $40. Is it still worth it to on get Other M? Sale. Other M? I mean, $10 I, I, off from 2006. I have Other M. I've, I've never played more than a few minutes of it because... I think it, it's one of those things I, I hate don't like the collector's mentality mm. but I am a collector but it's also like I don't know if Nintendo will ever release that again because it's not their game 
And any 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 tarnish on that that brand's yeah. legacy, they're going to try and avoid. Well, that there's an interesting story there. And mm-hmm. oh, first off, I was turned off on it on two levels. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, Brett complaining about the controls. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not analog. You use a, the D pad with the Wii remote turned sideways to mm-hmm. navigate a three D space. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work particularly well. And then all the shit came out about like. Samus acts like an insecure little girl. She yeah. takes orders from what's his name and like doesn't use missiles because he hasn't authorized their use. For the yet. first time, she acts like a woman, which is really weird. Um, yeah. Acts like a woman as yeah. constructed in their uh, like terrible by, like yeah. action. I would by Tecmo. Yeah. By Tecmo. <laughs> acts like a woman made but by Tecmo. Then there yeah. was a, a follow up story mm-hmm. like a couple years ago mm-hmm. where Team Ninja came out saying like yeah all that shit you hate about um, Metroid Other M that was all mandated by Nintendo we didn't want to characterize Samus like that and like no no she should be like this you're right because they mandated that on your game for the first time and no other game in the history of Metroid Hmm. well Team Ninja has a long history of being a progressive they do uh, the the accurate liquid tip physics a very liberal view of women (laughs) Dead Dead or Alive 5 Jesus Christ! Now, I, I don't mean to bash this game too because I didn't love it. And like, I don't know. This is one of the few. You didn't Metro- love Super Metroid? No. Oh, sorry. Other end. Oh, but yeah. uh, but no, I love Super Metroid. I can't recommend that game enough. That's it's. We're not even at a point where like I don't want to be like an old movie buff. Like you gotta see Busted Keaton's. Uh, registering for communism short. That's going to be great, and you're going to understand all of it. But it's like... You're going like, to get the cultural resonance. Yeah, yeah be sure the, to the, sign the, up for communism. The artistry of what the I don't, form you got to see yeah. the cabinet of Dr. Caligari to really understand film. I never want to be that kind of person with games, but like you'll instantly get and be able to dig into Super Metroid like so fast. Yeah, there, Nothing about it is dated, really. And that's why I think why Shadow Complex works so well, because the... The, the creative head behind it was like, why doesn't any, why has anybody ever done this again? I even remember the commercials like blew my mind that Samus running away at full speed from an exploding ship. Mm-hmm. Like that is so great, man! All these great moments in this game, um, still really pretty. Yeah, it's just fantastic all around. And I think. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and now they're making like an even more hewn close to the the original sequel, or not sequel, but spiritual mm-hmm. successor, Axiom Verge. Oh, yes. I've yeah, heard of that. Oh shit, that looks really good. Yeah, so it's apparently it's like one dude has been building it for like five years, and that it like comes out at the end of this month, right? Yeah, yeah. March thirty. Well, March thirty first is I think the date that they have set, but I don't know hmm. if that's actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's out at the end of this month, and it's like... You guys uh, are like game experts or something. Oh, I, just, I just keep seeing it pop up, and then I don't think it was at PAX. Was, I didn't see it at PAX. You were the only one there? Oh, right, you weren't. I was the only one there. Well, Tyler was there, but he's not on. He they've been doing this interesting thing where the sort of the PR guy, former Nintendo dude, has been... They've been sending out press uh, preview builds. Mm-hmm. Like, we here's the first level. Oh, try it out. Uh, a month later, hey, here's the second level. Try it out. Your save will carry over. Like here's a Kickstarter backer or something. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's been this kind of strange model that. So I've, I've like played around with it a little bit and uh, gotten into that. And so it's, you know, like you, you know, you get your guns. You there are doors and areas that you like. Well, can't do anything with that. Gonna come back later. But uh, so far, the most interesting thing I've encountered is this, like, uh, you know, so you're in this sort of. 16-bit, 8-bit world, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, there's glitch areas where it's just... It just looks like a glitch. It looks like a debug menu thing. Like, the sprites are not contiguous with the rest of the environment, artwork, etc. You know something's gonna happen there. Then you get this beam that, like, basically is handles it, 
I'm gonna handle this glitch <laughs> shit for you. And so, like, obviously that'll like, reconfigure the matrix. It'll like open up does. the path to that you know is blocked. But if you fired at enemies, like they start doing weird shit. Like, hmm. here's a flying pink donut. It just bounces off any surface and flies diagonally with no mind of its own. But you glitch it, and then all of a sudden it turns into this weird like triangle bird that like busts through and opens up secret areas. Hmm. Whoa. This other one, you know, it's like a horde of these little green enemies are just flying up and down. They're super basic. You glitch one and kill it, and all the all the green enemies on the screen die. You know, hmm. so it's kind of like. That's like the most sort of playful thing I've gotten to. I haven't played too far into it, but like I haven't kind played it of at all, intriguing. But it, looks, it looks really interesting. Yeah, and people who have the similar enthusiasm for Super Metroid have been, you know, this is basically the second coming. That's probably would have been the natural progression to Metroid. I mean, something about it is so grounded in like the movie Alien to me, mm, yeah. where like everything is everything's really grounded in reality, and like you don't. There's not a lot of, like, supernatural, like, transforming the environment. Like, no, get this bigger thing and blow up this bigger thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you then you can move forward. Although there is a ghost boss. There in, is. Uh, in both Super Metroid and, spoiler, oh. Other M. Oh, boy. <gasps> that was, bad. like, a major thing. If you haven't played Fantoon it now, like, shows up in the credits. It's impressive if you can find it. Like, uh, not a lot of Wii mm. games out there on shelves. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my God. There used so to be too many. I will say, I I have, like, one precious memory of this. This was, like, whenever I think about, like, how exciting it used to be to get games, I think of Super Metroid. Because this was one, I got it for my birthday, and, like, two of my friends had pooled their money to buy this for me. And that was, like, no such an amazing feeling. Like, I can't believe you guys did this for me. Like, this is amazing. And game like, especially, this was when I was, like, a, a teenager, and, like... Games are so fucking expensive. Dude, that's an excitement about the game, but that's also an excitement about, like, a super generous, loving yeah. gesture from two of your friends. Like, I that is totally tied in there. I legitimately cannot remember the last game that a friend bought. That, like, someone other than myself bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, even yeah, I gift for a friend, they're, they're still fucking that expensive. That is precious. It is precious. It might have, it might have been used also, but it's like I don't care. No hell it's no, a you fucking don't care. Cartridge game, it's not going to go You're bad. You're going to get to play it, and you know they're going to be there, so you guys are all going to be like be playing it together yeah, and like experiencing yeah, yeah. that. Oh, that's that oh, is a man. wonderful memory. And it, it's like this is like the best game on Super Nintendo. Period. So yay! Does that still happen where like one friend will buy the game and everybody goes over to their house just to play? I, I did that God, with I my friends so. in high school, mm. and I just. Like that doesn't happen I anymore. I hear my, about my that brother, every so often. All of his friends, they just get their own copy of. The well, game, the, all they so. play is Minecraft, right? So no, CS:GO. Oh, okay. Now that's all he plays. But you know, he was into Titanfall for so, a long time. Crime and, Scene Go. So it's like CSI. Crime Scene CSGO. Go. Crime yeah. Scene Go. <laughs> all right, we segment two. What's happening here? What? No, Sorry. we're just we're just about we're to talk about, about the, the Owen version of CSI. Yeah, CS, yeah. I just uh, pissed my asshole off. <laughs> Gross. You, did, you did it wrong, friend. You did, you yeah. did it very wrong. It is very uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll go out on uh, Brental Floss's Cave Story oh. with lyrics because that's uh, an amazing song. And his lyrics are also amazing. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about new releases, news, other stuff, GDC, packs. It's all going to be here. Stay tuned. Here we go. Tell y'all a story about a cave. Story about a robot rolling with a whole lot of bravery. Meets funny people in the cave. The doctor's got a whim to put the people into slavery. Everybody's stuck inside a cave. 
can't escape the island, the world's smallest violin. So much is happening today, nobody is smiling, things are getting violent. <laughs> Run, grab a little gun, level up, damn it's fun. Fight a bag, I'ma fight a freaking bag, bam pow, then brag, I just beat a freaking bag. Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and for Christ, guys, are you really going to make me do this? Come on, it's adorable. The listeners have been asking for this for two weeks. Uh, do I have to wear the hat, too? Well, the hat's the best part. You look so cute. It's just that it's not really a visual medium, and... Come on, a song's playing. You're going to miss your cue. <sighs> if you're liking the Vidja Game Show, there's a few things I think you should know. They need your support, so we exhort you to review on iTunes, bro. Five-star ratings sure help us a lot. And tell friends if you think the show's hot Or buy a t-shirt with a scary Skull logo They're at store.lasertimepodcast.com Next to shirts for other shows That are the bomb Also, if you don't think that BGA stinks Buy some stuff through Laser Time's Amazon links Visit us at VidjaGameApocalypse.com Comment on articles and leave us forum posts and tell us what you like about the show or what it should change and tell the hosts that they should stop humiliating me <laughs> follow us on the twitters you can we're at bg apocalypse man and you'll get to know right when the show goes up sometime around 3 a.m and if you've got payola to give well we sure would appreciate if you click on donate please don't be late I like the show uh, just be sure to write that it's for BGA on the donation form. Or it goes to Chris and he'll just piss it away on more laser time. Hey! But before that, I'll find it and then I'll hide it away in my den and make sure that that garbage smell gets blamed on you. And then I will pile all of my rat skulls high, leaving them with they'll clip Chris right in the thigh. Horror bones will scatter all across the floor. Then they'll call his mom and tell her she's a... Okay, I get it. Shut up. Fine, fine. Ugh, I didn't want to do this anyway. Just remember that you put me up to this, okay? Speaking of which, did the listeners really ask for me to do this? Ah, uh, no. I just like Alvin Chipmunk. Oh, hey, me too. I especially like the one where Alvin knows where Dave sleeps and shits in his mouth while he's in bed. Oh, yeah, I... Wait a minute. Enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. And welcome back. Direction, direction. I'm still doing vocal warm-ups. Oh, God damn it, Chris. You've ruined everything. Direction, direction, erection, direction. We'll just have to keep going. What rolling. even warm-up is direction. that? I'm trying to point my erection. Mm. This function oh, is a function. We did I vocal warm-ups before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Tip of the lips, teeth, and the tongue? What is it? That, that's Come, totally the wrong out, order. Stomach, here it comes. Aluminum, linoleum, aluminum, linoleum. You guys are going to have to talk into the mic. Mm. We're gonna. I'm just gonna talk like that. Yeah. Oh, I wish well, you. Yeah, you're, you're having to double up because who's joining us? Oh yeah. You know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. It's not bad. Wild. Mm-hmm. Not bad. All right. So our second segment is officially in full swing. So let's begin with my favorite segment of the show and everyone else's least. I believe that came into a full These song. Are the new sense. releases majestic? We're gonna get for our 200th episode. We should get Julie Andrews to cover that. This is <laughs> this is such a good week to be a gamer. I'm happy. This is a 
it's. I was really bummed out. Somebody said I didn't like games anymore, didn't they? As, as uh, a couple of, people did, yeah. But it's because there was a bunch of shit that came out in the first. There was there was a whole lot of nothing and a lot of remakes. And you just stopped liking games. I What's the big deal? Games are terrible now. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never said that. No, all <laughs> games retroactively suck. I'm being misquoted. I don't, I don't appreciate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't appreciate this at all. I feel like we just got done talking about how much you hate games now. Thank you. So. And we talked about 1,600 Metroidvania games that rule. Yeah. That rule high knee. But uh, this week, new releases. Make new cool. releases. Hotline Miami 2. Oh, neat. It's probably the one I'm most excited about right now because it just came out and I started playing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got as far as the mission where you play as a reporter. Mm-hmm. And it dramatically... Jesus. Huh? Uh, we streamed it today. Okay. And... I, pl- I I am not that versed in, in Hotline Miami. I played. I feel like I played bits and pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. I lo- the soundtrack I've listened to over and over again. Love the soundtrack. Oh, yes. But oh, the game so starts good. out. According to Dave, who knows more about it than me, we streamed it today. Starts out way harder. Kind of jumps you in. Like it feels like it jumps you in immediately to some of the later levels. Yeah. The well, the the first level is uh, a bit of a, a fuck over, but then you get past that, and uh, the later the, the stuff later on isn't that. So our stream is is us getting through. I think three floors. <laughs> well, the journalist level is tough yeah. because you can't use guns. Yeah. You, oh, really? You, 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 yeah, well, he, you pick up a gun and he unloads it. You get a thousand yeah. points. Like you or just executed someone. Yeah. Or he just busts it. But you have to like punch or baseball bat or throw yeah. your way through well, and so it's a totally different kind of cadence. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's a totally different cadence mm. because you're playing as a character who doesn't want to kill anyone. Mm. So it makes a big deal out of like if you baseball bat someone, you've just injured them. They lie there with like a broken arm or clutching their balls They writhe or back and forth. And uh-huh. Dave played as like a super fat comic book guy character and immediately annihilated everybody through Oh no, that's else. a super murder guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. he, yeah. But I was watching that. That's a level where you like his, his throws Mm-hmm. Kill. Mm-hmm. You can go through you, you walls. Got, you sometimes. guys weren't throwing nearly enough. I didn't you know that was up a thing. your throw game. That's Dave Rudden's fault. Blame but, him. Yeah, you do play as multiple characters, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. And then they have that the uh, quote unquote actor guy, where it's like, wait, is he actually acting in a movie, or is this real? I hope that made the opening rape scene seem more palatable to everybody. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't select yes. No. Please hide, <laughs> please hide the scenes of implied sexual please, violence. I beg of you. I, do, I would never ask anybody to watch our sh- I didn't expect that. Watch our stream to see our that reaction like to something we did not expect. That was like one of the first from. things anyone was talking about with Hotline Miami. That was like one of the first things I don't read what anybody's talking about. Did I miss this? What happened? I'm too what? busy writing about Roger Rabbit and watching right. Daredevil At trailers. The, in, in the first level of Hotline Miami, you mm-hmm. play as a fat killer dude with a pig mask. Mm-hmm. And you're going around, and it's like a bunch of teens at a party. You're doing a slasher movie thing. And then at the end, like there's you, you find these two teens making out. You kill one of them. And then like, just finish the girl. And you, yeah, the girl's in a bikini, and you, you like just yourself. Uh, punch her to the floor, and then yeah, the the guy just like gets on top of her and pulls down his pants, and then there's like cut. That's a wrap, everybody. Great job! And the director comes out, and uh, oh, it, it was they're just shooting a weird rapey slasher flick, and, which is weird because like all right, what is the point here, Hotline Miami? Yes, okay, you're you're <laughs> yeah. you're like glo- like. You know, the first game sort of had that, like, you're in this deep hyper-violence kind mm-hmm. of mode, but then when you're finished, you walk out, you have to walk out past all the violence you did, and it's very mm-hmm. quiet. All that, like, thumping, get pumped music is gone. So it kind yeah. of, like, encouraged you to, like, reflect a little bit, kind of observe. Yeah. It sort of took you out of the moment, Think but about kept what you there, mm-hmm. kept you looking at it, right? But then... With Hotline Miami 2, I played, I don't know, maybe three hours at work today, and it just feels like... 
they're doing these kind of vignette things. It's like, mm. oh, here's the dirty cop going in to do murders. Here's the snuff film scene. Here's the reporter scene. And it's just kind of like, are right, you trying to like cultivate this kind of like pulp noir like well, environment? But like, is what's what's the end game? Like, what is this? Just like, hey, like let's get real seedy. <laughs> I, I'm sure the ante needs to be upped compared to because it is like one of the most unabashed violent games ever. But it's cute. Like, when Dave knocked out a cop on the floor, I'm like, that looks like a childhood drawing of a cop. Mm. It's hard to to notice what you just did Mm. there. It's a little stick figure with a blue suit and a blue hat. And the music kicked in at one point, and I'm, like, hiding behind a door that had, like, flipped me, that had flipped in front of me, and I'm waiting for a cop to go by. I'm like, this is a real no-shit, pulpy, nasty cop, like, 80s cop movie. Yeah. And it it, it just awakened me the whole thing. And I don't know. I appreciate what it does. And it's just, I mean, because, yeah. Even though it makes you you uncomfortable. You get in there, and you clear a level, and it's so satisfying. And, like, you get into these sort of, you know, this this rhythm, and then, like, you're like, okay, I can play the the safe game. I can play the, like, uh, shoot through a door so that all everyone comes running or poke my yeah. head out. But then you try to, like, you get a little cocky. You run yes, in there, and you start, yes. like, trying to do, like, John Woo 360, like, pew, pew, and, like, chucking guns at dudes and punching them out and grab the other gun before the next guy comes in. And, like, you, there's that kind of gets you pumped up. Like, you do get yeah, those lucid fun moments. Fun as hell. After, yeah. in, in, in between, like, Interspersed between a lot of failure and impatience, oh, so much and, failure. but I mean the the failure it always just like resets you like and that. I don't know. I was mm-hmm. I wanted to emphasize that more because I was playing something recently and I don't remember what it was. But like if you want to be that hard a game, you need to restart fast. And only Hot, Hotline Miami is really great at that. Like yeah. we're gonna be hard as shit. You restart immediately. You're you're moving again into the level like before you even realize you died. It's just one button press as opposed yeah. to Ollie Ollie two, which mm. is two buttons. Is it really? Ooh, I love Ollie Ollie one. <laughs> Well, Only Only 2 introduces the manuals. Mm. Yes, which I never got far enough to, to get If it's into. as hard to pull off as anything else, I can't imagine it makes the game easier. I, I know the manual like revolutionized Tony Hawk because you could connect connect moves in between. It's the same games. idea. Yeah. Is it? Yep. But it, but it was more like that Ali Ali requires you to land moves properly. Like, re- like no margin of error. Like, it mm. really it's really tough. And I think I, I haven't hurt my hands as much as I have with Ali Ali. Love Ali Ali. That's a good top five. Top five mm-hmm. games that yeah. you physically Hurt injured yourself your playing. Yes. <laughs> well, I did that on another new release this week, Ori what? and the Blind Forest. <gasps> really? Which Never is, yes, I did. Uh, the, because number one, Xbox One triggers are kind of not very friendly to the hands, mm-hmm. I find. But uh, yeah, just playing that game, it's it's very much a Metroidvania. It's a very, very, very pretty Metroidvania mm-hmm. where graphics and music come together just to create a, a fantastic illusion. Mm. And uh, you're playing as this tiny little sprite named Ori who's trying to <laughs> he's trying to restore light and hope to a forest that's dying. Mm. And so, it, I mean, it has this really sylvan uh, look, but, I mean, it's it's super hardcore. Uh, sylvan? Like the Tudor Institute? Um, no, like forest Got it. Yes. But it, it's, like a, it's super hardcore, just... Uh, it requires a lot of uh, gymnastics, both on the controller mm. and on the screen. Uh, you have to use a bunch of different skills in concert with each other. Mm-hmm. And after a while of doing this, like I kind of started to strain my right hand. Like, okay, it's getting painful to hold in the <laughs> right it. trigger to like float around and then like uh, do that. Like, I, I, there's like a slingshot move you can get where you like just jump at an enemy or a fireball, and then like an arrow pops up and you aim the arrow and like 
you will fly in whatever arrow they, the or direction the arrow is pointing, oh, and then whatever you've latched onto will fly behind you. So it's great for deflecting fireballs back at enemies. Kind of turns fireballs into a platforming element. Yes. It's not just something mm-hmm. to be avoided. It's something that you not only are jumping off of, but directing into an attack as well, which mm-hmm. I think is really clever. Well, it made me realize something about Metroidvanias, and like the really good Metroidvanias are ones where it gives you a tool for getting around that is not just, like it doubles as both a platforming tool and mm-hmm. an attack. Mm-hmm. And like most of the... Uh, moves that you get in Ori and the Blind Forest do that really nicely. Like, you get a stomp move, and it, like, breaks through these uh, horizontal barriers in the ground, but you can also just use it to do a shit ton of damage to enemies. And same with the slingshot move. Like, yeah, it's meant to get you to a high place, but you can also just, you know, throw enemies into thorn walls or something like that. Xbox Xbox One One. and PC. Oh. So, finally, a reason to own an Xbox One. Well, or a PC, or yeah. PC, but I, both. Well, you didn't really need a final. Either. I'm in the same situation as both uh, <laughs> with both of those systems. My hard drive is full. Anything know. that comes out on PS4 has only the, uh, there was some uh, way what mm-hmm. to to spend not another hundred dollars have a full hard drive and somehow <laughs> unfull it. Stop if there was it. like a defullination app or something, what would be a word? I am for not. That? I am not deleting oh, my UFC like, demo. Once you carve it in the on. At, at, unerasable stone of a hard doing. drive, it can never go I away. Know what you're doing? This hey, is not the case. Even stone can be fixed. So. Are you high? What? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. Hey man, hey man. Once hey, you, man. once you lead it, you can't just delete it. You don't it. need your install for Need for Speed Rivals. Instead Delete of, Assassin's Creed Unity. What is your what is hogging your space? one nine hundred tip line, just ask Jerry. <laughs> He's got the answer, man. <laughs> I've been, so I've been playing this game uh, to review it for PC Gamer, and to be honest, I didn't know until today when we're recording that it was out on PC because Microsoft has not promoted that fact really at all. Well, when they have a game coming to Xbox One and PC. They don't tell you it's coming to PC, at least. But are they producing not, it, or are they publishing it? Uh, publishing. Microsoft Studios really? is publishing it. Yeah. And, like, unless you, like, scroll to the bottom of the, like, games website that you didn't know existed because no one ever told you about it, to see, like, a little tiny Steam logo, like, you wouldn't have known. Because, yeah, they never once emailed me about it, and I just... Hmm. So now I'm, now I'm uh, speed reviewing it. Mm. Uh, and, well, uh, um, you're so out of touch. Just ah. to let you know, it took me about ten and a half hours really? to play through in the it review took Lucas for IGN. About five. That's strange. Well, you know, you can, <laughs> oh, well, you can blaze through that shit if you're not better. trying to hundred percent it. <laughs> and if you are trying to hundred percent it, I have a piece of advice. Uh-oh. If you get this game Chief. and you do want to uh, find everything, mm-hmm. you cannot do it after you finish it. When you finish the game, oh. it locks your save. Oh. You cannot go back into your game, which is. I, I don't bad. understand why it does that. Because like that sounds like a very new old thing. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's something people haven't done in a while, but used to be how yeah, every game it's works. It's like so. I if I, I want like to find that, everything, though. like I had to make a new save file. I, I didn't realize that. Like oh, I could have copied my save uh, from the title menu to mm-hmm. uh, you know bef- before I'd gone into the before final level and finished everything. It, does yeah. it not give you the like the sort of like coded messages that uh, are, it basically wants to say like. Yo, if you want 100 percent this, this save is going to get locked down. Well, so you better. But they like they're like did, but prepare for your final journey. It does that. There's no turning well, back. Well, you have this uh, <laughs> this friend named Sign who's like a little floating ball, 
And he's both your weapon and your navy. He, he signed like the mathematical spelling. Yeah, like S E I N S E I N. Oh, okay. But uh, he he shoots fireballs on auto aim, so he's very useful. But he also like narrates whenever you find something. And when you get to the final dungeon, he's like, "I don't know if we'll be able to come back after this, Ori." Like, okay, that's the obvious thing. But like to me, that says you will finish this level and only then will you be able to go back into sure, the world and sure. find things. But, like, no, it, it literally locks your saves. You need so. the lights to turn off and the narrator say, Michael Raparis. Yes. <laughs> Make a copy of your Dearest save right Michael. now. Dearest Michael. Because you can't come back, period. <laughs> you need, you need like, a Zelda NPC to be like, I don't know what this means, but... Mm-hmm. It says here that you should save, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it then, says here that if you want to 100% this game and yeah. earn these Steam achievements. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's also... Oh, no, these crazy letters! I'm just reading them. Yeah. There's also... Uh, one thing it doesn't warn you about is uh, there are these three dungeons uh, that, like... Uh, they're where the big elements that you're supposed to find. These are like the huge challenges uh, that define the game. And at the end of them, there's like an escape sequence that's like right out of Metroid, where you're like everything's being destroyed, death is right at your heels, and you're you're running for life. Mm-hmm. And like you die repeatedly, and it's amazing. You know, it's amazing, but then like it's gets really annoying after a while because like I've died like ten times on this, and it's getting monotonous, and it sends you back to the beginning every single time. Because you have a way of making checkpoints. You just, like, auto-save as long as you've got energy. But you can't save in a dangerous area. Mm. And so it defines the whole area as dangerous. So, like, even if you're on level ground, you can't create a save point anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, you just get rocketed straight back to the start. But Is then it, it locks off that level. Like, you can't go back anymore because it's oh. destroyed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's definitely more, like, difficult platforming than difficult shooting. Because, again, mm-hmm. you have that auto-aim thing. So you're just kind of... You're mashing X on yeah. an Xbox controller to mm-hmm. to, to kill I'm stuff. I'm mashing X every day, baby. Yeah, I mash X. Um, I be I be chugging beans on a daily basis. Did you hear about how ecstasy is like legal illegal for in, one, in, in Ireland for one, for one day? day. <laughs> oh man, yeah. hear that, I, your people? I heard it's about basically that. purge day. <laughs> I, <heard. laughs> I actually heard about that from my Irish coworker Danny O'Dwyer, and uh, he also told me I hope he that has citizenship. They it were counts. rewriting a new marriage law. Uh, to and I'm not sure if it was to accommodate same-sex marriage or what, but like basically they wrote it in the draft it, in the original, like in the Irish version of the draft. Mm-hmm. The way it translated also like outlawed heterosexual marriage, so they had to like scramble <laughs> oh, wow. to be like, oh no, this is not cool. <laughs> well, we I know that they're doing out. something right now where it's like, no, businesses can totally discriminate you against you if you're well, a, if you're gay. Oh no, yeah, that's like 100. That's a thing. Wow. The way I, the way I understood it, the Irish Ireland. law uh, dictated that um, by Irish law, you could only marry ugly people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. There are no attractive Irish I expected people. more anger. <laughs> and I don't. So, and, uh, I mean, for a bunch of so you rise out of like I'm Irish, so but I'm rise. not. Oh yeah, you're not Scottish. I just I spent I my know. whole I spent my, my ancestors whole were weekend the with a tiny Irish person. So really? how did we yeah. get on this topic? Oh right, mashing X. Mashing. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. But I will say that's all it takes. Uh, going back to the combat, like I thought it was kind of like oh, this is sort of nondescript. It, it, it next mm. to the platforming, like the platform is really important. The combat, Tyler. Is uh, 
It starts out with you mashing buttons, just throwing fireballs at shit. But then that gets mash, mash. that gets really weak later in the mm, game. Right. Okay. So then you get easier dash. Then you stuff. have to do things like yeah, you, you stomp on stuff or reflect their fireballs I mean, back at them. Like I did that more than shooting them. I was like a little disappointed because I liked like the thing about Metroid. I liked obviously was mm-hmm. collecting new just abilities, new new mm-hmm. new weapon abilities, and that didn't really seem to be an element. But I've only played two hours, and there's yeah. more. But what I did yeah. like about it, the sort of auto aim of that weapon, <laughs> it's not that much longer. Well, you uh, can upgrade that weapon, but it doesn't yeah, become different. It just gets stronger. Right. What I did like about it is that it lets you focus on, um, you know, on movement, mm-hmm. on 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 dodging bullets while you just kind of mash it to to kill stuff, which which is fine and good. It's not like bullet hell, but yeah. uh, there are projectiles coming at you that you need to avoid. What about the emotions part? Did oh, you are, feel emotions? Yes. Not <laughs> Yes. I felt I felt emotions. He's a robot. Really Get him out of here. Feel emotions in daily Just, life. Yes so. or no, do you feel emotions at this video? I feel game? lots no. of emotions. <laughs> uh, it it opens with a very uh up yeah. Like uh, it's very up, where it's just like Pixar's up. Pixar's up, up yes. yes. Like Pixar's up, where it's like about, you're, you're yeah. gonna eighteen miscarriages in the first one. And <laughs> We're gonna make you super <laughs> sad right now. <laughs> Sorry, I've been with you for several years, and I don't think I've ever seen you express emotions. No, so. I didn't. I wasn't emotional about it. I was just. What like, about when the sharks lose? Huh? Oh, that's there's emotion, eh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's mostly just like anger. Mm. I've seen him express well, anger. Anger is an emotion. Yeah, but what? nothing else. I knew nothing about this game before reviewing it, other than like some of the promotional art that I'd seen, and it's like you know Ori's adoptive mother cuddling him, and so I just kind of assumed like this is gonna be You're like, like oh she's gonna die. No, I was just gonna be like <laughs> this is gonna be like Never Alone or Papa Yo, where it's like. Yeah, it's a game and it's a fun game, but really it's in service of like, you know, really pretty graphics or telling an emotional story. And then finding out that like, okay, it's like that for like the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's fucking brutal. Like it's it's just, you know, very, very old school, very like you have to keep moving quickly and uh, the navigation's really challenging. Yeah, and... it's like a storytelling game for the first 10 minutes where yeah. like you'll start walking and it, it'll just kind of like cue a canned animation which are beautiful great animations mm-hmm. to move along the story about how your adoptive mother fucking dies mm-hmm. spoilers oh wait I just said that it's yeah. in the first ten minutes <laughs> I didn't know that though so uh, Hotline Miami 2 or in the Blind Forest both like really highly rated games yeah. yes. well certainly at GameSpot.com a fine mm. website for video games Possibly and not. in my heart and also at IGN at PCGamer.com sorry well, you haven't reviewed Ori yet. You didn't like that hotline Miami so too much. quite yeah, as much critical as Critical dissent out there. Whoa. But Ori people have himself. different opinions. Ori was pretty highly rated at IGN where I gave it an 8.5. That's unfair. <laughs> I gave it a 2 on Laser Time somewhere deep inside the forums. Please click, click on our names. Two, two, add two, and, two. Uh, <laughs> and you'll find my review. What um, else came out? Yeah, but Laser Time's scoring system is out of two. That's, yes, it it's a really two. weird scoring right. system. Yeah. It's less than Siskel and Ebert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, neither of you can talk about this one because, okay. Tyler, you don't know it exists. Uh, I've never heard of it. Far Cry 4 Valley of the Yetis the DLC. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I do. Um, it's pretty fantastic, actually. Like, it's in terms of... DLC that you know I wasn't expecting too much, but like it's actually a fairly meaty add-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sends you into this kind of small valley of the Yetis, which is like up in the Himalayas somewhere. Uh, Everything's super snowy, and 
like you, they're weird cults. Yeah, there's a weird cult up there of like a bunch of pagan soldiers who have like, gone crazy. Yeah, just fucking insane, like weird mm. drug induced yeti worship weirdness. And like there, there are yetis walking around. Is this a yeti sex cult? Um, are they voice? God, by- I hope so. Oh God, if, <laughs> oh, I hope they have crazy sex, blood but, orgies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are they voice from Cliff from Cheers? No, oh, man. but they do. They do throw you to the Yetis at one point, and you see what happens to one of their victims in silhouette. It didn't look like he was being fucked, but uh, you know. Well, you don't know. That's true. Have you ever had sex it, it with a Yeti? That maybe that's how they <laughs> maybe have that's sex. How, yetis how do you do think that? they get so giant and weird? <laughs> ask, ask my girl. Weird sex. Ask my girlfriend in forty years, because eventually <laughs> I'm going to be a big white ball of hair coming at that poor lady. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think, for me, the most interesting thing about this DLC isn't the Yetis themselves, it's the structure. In that, uh, after each mission, you have to return back to, like, you, you have this safe house that's like a radio relay station. So you have to go back to it and defend it at night from, like, waves of enemies. Ooh. And so during the day, you can either follow the story or you can go and pursue, like, there are a bunch of side missions dotted around the map, most of them being, like, Go and find this truck and bring it back to your compound. But there are a few other ones mixed Sounds in. Sounds like Game 101. Yeah, and then like <laughs> each each one of those that you finish, you mm-hmm. get a new defensive add-on. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now now you have mm-hmm. barricades on the north side. Sweet. So it's now a resource-based tower sim. Or, or, yeah. Mm. And that, or like you can get like a caged bear at one end of the <laughs> fortress, like outside the barricades, and then you just shoot at it, and it runs out and kills all your enemies. It's Call of Duty Zombies by night. Kind of, yeah. That's well, cause, actually because each night the cult. It, so basically, what happens is you crash land on this mountain and mm-hmm. you have to find shelter, and the shelter that you find happens to belong to this crazy cult. And every night they try and take it back. Yeah. Rude. That is that is why you set up all these defenses and you have to defend it every mm-hmm. single night. You're like, uh, if there was a B and B, I would check in. But <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't really see a way off this mountain, so this is where I'm holing up, dudes. Uh, so this is like uh, no D- option to join the cult. No. <laughs> this is like DLC size, not like Blood Dragon sort of standalone. Uh, no, it's it's not add that on. big. It's not, not because it's, Blood Dragon wasn't really an add-on. It, but it was like you could buy it separately. More, yeah, you could buy it separately. Well, it was it was, you, it was yeah. definitely separate from it's the Far Cry big. Three experience. There were giant Gila monsters. I've, shot I've lasers never, out of their eyes. I've never played Far Cry Three. I've only played Blood Dragon. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you've at least Blood played Blood Dragon. Dragon is super good. It was, like that it was would be made your for spirit me. animal. Yeah, seriously. It is, it's my Patronus. Look up the story. I'm at people when I'm upset. If you look up the story behind that game, they were basically just like we have. Very little budget mm-hmm. to make this, but we're just going to take a bunch of assets that already exist and reskin Modified, them in yeah. crazy fucking neon and all this shit, and just throw in every '80s thing that we possibly can. It's really fun. Yes. Man. And nice. Dean Evans's body is like covered in '80s oh. reference tattoos. <laughs> He's the weirdest. So dude. many references. Who's Cannot enter. He was the man behind this whole thing. Mm. Oh, Blood oh, Dragon. Okay. Cool. He's insane. I would say Valley of the Yetis is maybe like a six to eight hour thing at most. Yeah, that's pretty but solid. It's pretty yeah. solid. For yeah. DLC, it's pretty big. And I mean, that it kind of got to me after a while. Like the area that you get is pretty big, but like once you've been over it a while, it, it starts to feel kind of small. Mm-hmm. Especially like you realize uh, when you you're close to the end, and it's like oh, the big uh, enemy fortress that you go and raid, like the second to last mission, is like. 
within view of your relay station where a radio called station. foreshadowing. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I can see it so out of the horizon. Off, I could have gone there any I'm so time. glad you're here to explain this to him. <laughs> the VR style. <laughs> Shweddy. I'm oh. Peach Weddy, game developer. Shweddy Yeti. Peach Weddy. Also, um, Assassin's Creed Rogues coming to PC. Apparently, eye tracking now. So yeah, so if you look to one side of the screen, it pans, and if you look to the other side of the screen, it pans. That's really strange. You, you get a free game if you buy it. I don't have a PC, do you, so. What do you need to make that happen? Like a, like a, a webcam or like a leap motion device? A 3DS. Like, I mean, yeah. New 3DS. I honestly don't fully know how the motion... Because I don't have a PC. I don't know... It's a specific device. It's a specific thing that you've got to... Ubisoft has sent us one. Is it... Uh, it's an animus. That's what it's called. (laughs) No, because it doesn't doesn't read your genetic memories. The USB-compatible coffin. But God, sign me up when that (laughs) exists. Because I'm sure my uh, my family ancestry is is just the most interesting. (laughs) That might be a missed opportunity for Ubisoft in this land of VR... Like what? Do you you have a helmet? We have a casket. Oh, you don't think that they're you don't think <laughs> that that's yes, being the developed. animus. The animus isn't a casket. It's oh, like bullshit. a bed. Well, well, it's, it's a, a chair. Chair that you yeah. sit on. No, I know that's what dead people call casket. You don't think that's being developed in the catacombs of it the Paris? Has to be. What it you're has saying to be. It's probably in some ar- Japanese arcade right now. Open up your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up. I was just reading a story about how there is a there is a VR game where you're just in a casket. Oh Jesus! Oh. They yeah. put you in a casket to play. It's it's called Bury the Global Game featuring Wild Re- Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you, know, you have one. You can only bring in one VR movie. Time. Why do I need a, yeah. a casket simulator if, I, if they put me in a casket? Yeah, you do understand. I, I well, live in a very enclosed space for twenty four hours it. a day, and it, that no one needs to know my place. So there's a there's a VR game that I want to I want to try. Mm-hmm. Where okay, so you put on the headset and you're on the edge of a tall building, Ooh. and then you jump. Yes. Step. Oh, really? Like, take a step forward. No, no, no. You don't jump. It's timed so that you are going to fall off this building, and in front of you is like a crash pad, mm-hmm. and then right at the correct timing, someone shoves you into the crash pad, and in the VR simulation, you fall off the Jesus building, Christ. and it causes like horrible panic attacks. I mean, all right, so this is the problem with VR. Okay, demo, is like okay, you need to clearly delineate what is happening to you physically in the yeah. real world versus what is happening to you in the VR world. <laughs> so you're terrifying. talking about you put on the the Oculus or whatever, and then someone is behind you counting down, yeah. and in front of you is a mattress taped to a wall, <laughs> and then they shove you into it. Essentially, yes. But okay. I've I've legitimately like a very jumped off peripheral. of a building before, so well, would remember, it match up? I'm so glad you survived. One of here to talk one of the first yeah, Oculus demos was the Actually, guillotine no, simulator, yeah, yeah, where somebody was off. yeah, you're supposed to bend forward and somebody like karate chops you in your neck right at the moment when the guillotine would hit, and then you, I don't you get be the view of, uh, in the fucking neck. <laughs> of your head dropping into the basket in first person. Sounds horrible. like an entertainment. This makes experience. all all VR games have become extensions of turn of the century fucking party games. Light as a feather, yep. stiff as a board. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a matter of time until some. Someone makes that demo if they haven't already. Yes, I hope so. At GDC, there was like a there was a Hobbit VR experience. I wanted to try that so bad, and but you I can did ruin all of them time. by fingering the participant in the VR helmet. We should uh, we should move <laughs> on to. I'm sorry, what? No, no, there's another new release that we played this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, a fingering hand. Fingering, sorry. Uh, Why are the, we fingering people? In because VR that, that's it's not a shove. We're fingering the new you releases. Uh, D- DMC Definitive Edition. Oh right, yes. I don't have. I don't have to say much about it. We sh- uh-huh. we did stream it. You can see it in 60 frames a second, 1080p on uh, next gen con- 
current gen consoles? Are yeah, we calling them current, current gen? Current yeah. Is there a new yeah, Wii U? I've been. I've been it's been over like a year. Days. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's it's still. I I love that game. It it shows less so than something like Last of Us. It shows its uh, last gen roots. Uh, only in the, the environments. The, the but it moves at sixty frames per second now. It right? does, but the, the only thing that's weird about that is that it, remember this the cut thing scenes, that's weird about that is that they said thirty fps was a stylistic choice. Well, I don't like the sixty frames a second during the cutscenes. No, they do it during cutscenes. Yeah, too? they're during oh. cutscenes, and the cutscenes were all like uh, I don't know what to call that uh, handheld cam shots. Like I, I, I keep bringing back the shield. I, I wish I'd seen more television shows, <laughs> but like. But like end of watch, same thing. Like like handheld on the ground, super shaky. And when you see that in sixty frames a second, it looks weird. It actually looks like the game is kind of broken. But I love DMC. I love the combat in DMC. I love the characters in DMC. I think that Virgil Chickless is great. That's, DMC. Mm. Yep. I just glad they do the shield. Uh, I had to sit and bite my tongue on a lot of DMC criticism at the time, and I don't have to anymore. I think it's a fucking great game. It's one of the the best last games uh, of the last gen. And it's it works really well on the next gen systems. As and someone who has never worked for Capcom, yes, I also legitimately love DMs. I think it's great. I think it's I super gorgeous. I think it's great, and it's incredibly fun. And you look at every every game. Like I, I'm a huge Ninja Theory fan, and I always love their uh, attention to detail and their mocap. I love their redheads. And and uniting with Capcom to do True. actual real combat was is like I don't know. All of that is on display, and um, the the. the not many people actually did the motion capture thing when it came to games. And I think you can't... It's hard... Like when you were saying, like, Saints Row looks a little weird now, up-resed and retextured, it's because it wasn't motion capped. It's just... It's procedural animation, and it looks fucking weird. Hmm. And, like, outside of the lips, like, everything here... Outside of the lips and a couple of the other uh, small environmental details, it looks like it was made yesterday. And I don't know. It works really well. You can watch it on our stream if you. But apparently, you can only watch it on YouTube at uh, youtubecom network. If you have Google Chrome, you can watch it in 1080p, 60 frames a second. Yeah. Uh, I also say if you didn't like the Dante redesign, mm-hmm. uh, you should see some of the early concepts that uh, their artists did. Like we we ran some of them mm-hmm. in Pitom when mm-hmm. I went and did a cover story on DMC on well, PlayStation, the official magazine. What did them look like? The Joker. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. That like it's just this. Dude who looks like a scruffier version of the final Dante in, like, a suit with no shirt, Fine. sitting in a bathtub with a bloody knife in his hand. That did happen. Yeah. But I, w- I wasn't there then. It was just the idea that, like, more than one Dante can't occupy the same universe, where we can live in a world where there are different Marios and a mm-hmm. billion Batmans, and all of a sudden, like, that's not Dante! a different Dante. What the fuck, man? Why are we talking about this? You, We literally play a different Walking Dead game and watch a different Walking Dead show. Why I is remember, there this huge disconnect? I remember back at P-Tom when this DMC was first announced, we used to do uh, debate rate. sections of the magazine mm-hmm. where we would have to take opposite sides of something even if we didn't really... And we used to do this on the show, actually. Mm-hmm. Debate sections. Yeah, remember um, that? <laughs> remember those? I'll debate right now. But I had we to... We used de- to just... Chris, if, I don't know if you listen to the old shows, but we used to just flip, flip a coin. Flip a coin mm-hmm. to see <laughs> who <laughs> had to debate for which... It was yeah. real, real ramshackle operation. <laughs> no, that's a, that is a good gambit. We've but it to... would often end up being like three against one. <laughs> yeah, oh, we really? We should have evened yeah. it out. Oh, wow. No, you guys... <laughs> and the one didn't even believe in their position. And they're like, ugh, all right, I'll do I this. just... I worked at Capcom for almost two years. And I also worked on DuckTales, based on my favorite thing in the universe. DMC was the best game. Which is Rich Ducks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> DMC is the best game Wealthy ducks. released while we were there. And I really hate how many people hated it before they played it. And how angry people were. Mm. That, like, you didn't have anything to do. 
He doesn't have gray hair. Look at him all talking sassy. Yeah. That's not what Dante is. And like, you fucking liar. I had to, you I asshole. had to argue you against. Live, you living to complain, motherfucker. I love being able to say that to you fucking <laughs> assholes now. Fuck that shit. It would, like, that, that character would, ne- that, as it existed, is too fucking anime and could never exist. And this is a good modern uh, presentation. And I hope they get more. I sincerely doubt it. But I hope DMC and Ninja Theory get more. Um, but yes, I, I'm very glad people can enjoy it. It's only 39 bucks. You get all the DLC, all the costumes. It's cool. Ninja Theory is working on yeah. Disney Infinity. They are. They are. So, uh, which is which is good. which is wonderfully terrible. Which means they'll probably be locked buying... into that money train forever. No, but they they were they were they were working on combat, and I think they've always been weak in the combat mm. area. So that's yeah. I, I love heavy uh, not heavy rain, heavenly sword. I love heavenly sword, and I love enslaved. But the combat was a little weak, and mm-hmm. teaming up with Capcom yeah. and the Japanese developers, like this combat is insane, yeah. and 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 it, it's it wades wades you into it very easy. I love it. I don't know. Go watch. We got a stream up yeah. uh, on youtubecom slash network. Um, also, this week, although I don't know anything about it, the Evil Within is getting DLC called The Assignment. Uh, yeah. Haven't seen it, but I'll probably pick it up because I actually like that game. Mm. I still have to no. play it. Yeah, I'm the one who likes games, Chris. No, no. <laughs> I like riding around in Japan and seeing the Japanese names. Hey, I still like things. Too. Psycho Break. It's just... Psycho Break? Psycho, Psycho Break. I'm not down with Evil Within. No? It's not my jam. Not no? Like, horror movies, slasher movies, any of that torture porn shit. Like, uh, uh, it just... It's I torture porn. Love well, all right. No, I'm, I'm, this is a large, large encompassing group uh, of mm-hmm. media that I dislike and choose not to engage with. Evil Within falls in there. Hmm. So no, thank you. Is Resident Evil falling there oh. still, or do you have some like? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, horror. Not anymore. <laughs> it did take me a long time to beat the first Resident Evil because I was terrified and it gave me mm. nightmares. But uh, no, Resident Evil does not. <laughs> Don't fall for Chris Waters. You're only here for a little bit. But you get chased by terrifying dudes with safes for heads. <laughs> In the, the, the In evil, evil within. within yes. Yeah, no, I, oh, honestly, like, I have not name. even really looked at a lot of preview coverage for it because it's just like not. No, it, I, I'm no how it's do those outside enemies of my wheelhouse. And, like, are. it's okay. Like, I don't know. This is one of the games that I sort of, you know, as someone who sort of makes his living. Knowing about video games, talking about sort them, of? being immersed in that kind of concept. I will con- allow someone content, else to handle that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? I Like, I still get to make boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like everything. I don't have to engage fully with everything. And I, I choose to not with Evil I am, Within. I am surprised how terrified I get that it's shit like that. Granted, I was, like, super baked. We played Five Nights at Freddy's and, and when I decided to fire up Outlast. But it really fucking, like... This isn't fun! People are so... Well, that's the thing. But people are so good at making it, at, like, messing with your mind. And I'm totally susceptible to it. I have no defenses. I grew up always thinking I was not afraid of anything. And it turns out I'm afraid of a lot. And some of it is in fucking video games. So you're going to stream Five Nights at Freddy's 3, which is now out. Like Only that's on iPad. That's two sequels in in the span of, like, uh, yeah. Prolific, man. Again. I told you. Yep, I, to pee. Totally I told you it. right before Most we of us told you. You said, I have to pee. You told me to pee. You pee. After you peed. said you had to pee and then didn't and pee. I, I you did are a pee. child and we will treat you as such. What do you think I did back there? <laughs> oh, wait, you left? I didn't you think even I did back there. I was, Not pee? No, I totally pissed. I'm just, Sat on the toilet? I'm just filled with dick shit. You may have an inflamed prostate, Chris. Oh, man. Or a condition that doctors refer to as girl bladder. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, is the, that is the scientific term. <laughs> I guarantee I could poke Anne in one fucking like Chinese secret spot and she would pee everywhere right now like a fucking <laughs> chihuahua. Chinese secret spot. Yes, like... 
Oh, no, I peed. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's everywhere. Shiny <laughs> secret spot. It's like huh? a less scary exorcist. It's it all over the place. Punch me in the arm. She crawled up on the ceiling and, and peed all that's over a, the place. Kinshiro can do that. A bad fire sprinkler. <laughs> all right. I think that's as clear a sign as any that we should move on to. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is so long, Chris has time to pee and come back before we start. You guys are interrupting the noise. We're not going to know which section we're in. I'm sorry, no, he's getting... He's getting a prop. Oh, okay. That's that's good. We <laughs> that need that. no one's going to be able to see. No, no, no. Uh, Chris is coming into the room with a rock band guitar. Yo, what happened this week, Michael? What was announced? What game? Um, stuff. Oh, oh Rock Band pack. 4. It wasn't a pack, right? Rock Band 4. So, like, I heard Rock Band 4 was coming out. So I whipped out my old, like... Uh, Dick? Axe? So, I think the only people who were celebrating more than me were the Goodwills who could finally move those plastic guitars. Yeah, no, because you have to buy new plastic guitars. Oh, shit, bro. You for don't real? necessarily. They haven't no? like confirmed that. They're like, yeah, I think they haven't said really one way or the other. The news just, I heard is they're trying, the... A, super hard to make old shit work, mm-hmm. but that's very difficult because of the new like wireless technologies that these systems are using. Mm-hmm. And B... Uh, they're really trying to get all the licenses so that all your DLC music carries right. over, which would be huge for me because exactly. I spent hundreds of dollars on that I shit. I spent a lot of money. So if I demand complete silence, I've been working on this all fucking weekend. Yeah. Since okay, I'm sure Clack this will be worth a while. Clack that shit. You ready? You ready? Uh-huh. Silence, silence. Silence, Anne. No one can see this. I'm not done. The look on Chris's face is I imagine what his orgasm face would look like. His tongue is out. It's just uh, horrible. He's sort of scrunching his chin into his chest. I think he's licking his chest. All right. Did anybody get that? No. That was sick. What was it? You couldn't tell what that fucking solo was? That was sick. Dude, that was fucking perfect. Nailed it. That was perfect. Somebody guessed what Flawless execution uh, of Dragon Eve Force. Six's Inside Out. Uh, I'm going to do it again. No, please don't. Please don't do this. So Rock Band 4 is a now thing. Now you're yeah. duck facing. Uh, Why are you doing this to us? Dude, it's Silver Sun pickups, you fucking Philistine. Oh. God, it was right there. I'm sorry. You're hitting that. multicolored buttons and flicking a tab. I am the best at this. This gets hard. <laughs> I thought it was so expensive. You did not it. even whammy pedal. I thought it was. I thought it was Stone much. Temple Pilots. Mm. And uh, I, 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 I thought it was Stephen Colbert. A popular band on once. Charlene. I like. Yeah. I bought so much. I had. I like. I had a twenty gig Xbox, three sixty. Yeah, and I looked at it and forget fi- that shit. Fifteen GBs were yep. all Rock Band DLC, and I had to like buy a new one just to like. Yeah, house no, that you shit. bought the one twenty refurbished from yeah. GameStop so that you could put more albums on it. That's it's, what I did. That's what my Xbox is still hooked up for because like someday I might have the Rock Band party. So I can't speak on the specifics of it, but Microsoft and Sony are totally dicks about getting USB peripherals to work on multi. Multiple systems. Yeah. It can completely happen. Well, all I know is that Mad Cats is making new instruments. Well, Mad Cats was the one who picked up publishing duties on the entire game for oh, part really? three. Yeah. Wow. But no keyboard. I keep apparently. forgetting they, they sometimes publish games. Uh, very rarely when it feeds the needs of their plastic peripherals. <laughs> which makes sense. I mean, but which yeah. is weird because like Rock Band and Street Fighter legitimized that company that, in my opinion, played made the controller that you gave the person you didn't like when they came over to your house when oh, yeah. I was 
when I was younger. No, it was like winner gets the shitty controller yes. as a way of auto-balancing yeah, by the golden eye match. Waters, there's yeah. no more Pelican. They're gone. Madcast destroyed Pelican. I had a Pelican's set of Donkey Konga Bongos. <laughs> 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 and you had to Say hit those so real hard. I not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me home. I want to be the very best. <laughs> I, no, I have Mad Cat's Dreamcast accessories, and they are awful. Mad uh, Cat's is an okay company now. Wait, were they showing yeah, that? Yeah, they are. Like, they've oh, like, no, no, got no, it I, together, I, for sure. I Jim cannot believe how, quali- how much quality has come out of that company. Yeah, from, from creating uh, PlayStation memory cards that were guaranteed to fail to uh, no, with my being actual quality. Seth Killian, and like, they completely revitalized the fighting stick. Boom, which like yeah. all my friends were making their fighting sticks from fucking scratch. And mm, I feel like an yeah. old man saying that. It, up until like 2008, they yeah. were welding shit. That's the only way you could get a good fighting stick. And now you can just buy one. That's really cool. Yeah, Madcats makes good hardware now. Yeah, they still have to like... They still have to get rid of that impression people have of them as like, oh, they're the crap. It's a terrible name. Mm-hmm. It, sounds like, it sounds like Big Dog. Well, yeah. people are... Like, any, anyone <laughs> can't like, run with the Madcats, stay on the porch. <laughs> and anyone who is sentient in... I don't believe children are sentient, but uh, anyone who... <laughs> Like until like nine or well, that's 10, what puberty 12. is—is is the becoming sentient yeah, yeah, yeah. of the young. But anyone person. like sentient in like two thousand eight? That's they why were, their voices changed mm-hmm. when they were making garbage, and Madcaps was making garbage. Still distrust them, but I I can guarantee, Madcaps makes some pretty good hardware now. Like I've I've used a lot of their stuff. It's good. They make some good controllers these days. Turbo, these turn days. on the turn on the turbo. So that you can uh, do all kinds of Street switch. Fighter moves. That is the biggest lie ever ah. sold. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, well, it did. It did make playing as Chun Li and Honda a lot easier, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, also uh, of minor relevance, uh, Dying Light. For those of you who play it, is adding a hard mode free patch with a bunch of new content. So check that out, I Mo guess. Mo Dying Light. Yep. Mo Dying Light. Less problems. Which Michael enjoyed. Mo Dying. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Mo so Harder. I will be picking that up. Good. <laughs> Wait, why uh, did you make that face? I don't know. <laughs> Felt like I was being challenged. No, I said you enjoyed it. You I did. It. I did. Yeah, it was a little loaded. What? Yeah, what? Michael. Which Michael enjoyed. Michael enjoyed. Oh, no. <laughs> Michael thought was good. It was his I think terrible that's just taste. how I speak to people. I've recently, <laughs> been, I've recently been told that the way I speak to people is incredibly aggressive. Ooh. And that's something I need to work on. Nice. So if you ever have a conversation with me and I come across as an aggressive person, I'm not actually being aggro. It's just the way I speak. What if that's why we people. like you? Because I'm really aggressive. Yeah, I've been, I I need to be more meek. Apparently, mm, no, <laughs> what no. something Bad I know how that's possible. Nah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a middle ground between totally meek and yeah. aggressive. Yes, There's Tyler. Just like... No, I'm not saying I need to. I'm, I'm not saying I need to be meek. I just need to be more. You need meek. to move the slider towards. I meek. need to be not less, all the way meek. I need to be less aggro, especially in the way I ask people questions, because okay. that. Apparently, comes across wow. as as serious. with a crazy episode. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, someone had a very interesting meeting with HR Somebody, last week. No, Somebody HR loves me. I've made. I learned very quickly in my career that you have to make friends with HR. So I made real good friends with HR. And ask me how my day was. Dearest Michael, <laughs> how was your day today? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That was really I, hard, I man. Don't, 
I don't wow. know what I want for dinner. Pasta sounds okay. Stop yelling at me. me. Stop yelling. But like, I guess That's I ask really day. aggressive questions. Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, I didn't realize that was. What are aggressive. you doing here, asshole? What are you doing here, fuckwit? <laughs> That's a real California. I guess I need too. to That's stop calling sounds. people fuckwit. Yes. I don't know what happened while I went to your game. But the, the reaction to the Rock Band 4 announcement, uh-huh. um, and Ann, you can get on this too. That's how what? long we've been in the games industry. There is nostalgia for a game <laughs> that just stopped Sorta. like two years ago. Oh, dude, the nostalgia was, engine I'm, is like a ceaseless crazy. A beast that hungers without uh, and, but slaking. Do you remember like, how much fun on. we had with, with Guitar Hero and Rock Band when it first came out? Like yes. That was so, insane. Think about yes. how many people are now in their 20s who are like three when Rock Band came out mm-hmm. for the oh, first God. time. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. I'm so bad at math. You had me for one second. I uh, totally did. I'm actually uh. really, really terrible with guitar games, but for drums. some reason... We're putting in drums. Oh, yeah. Well, there were drums with Rock Band 3. There were, but you're, you're, that's a short person's but instrument. that was the thing. I was really good with the keyboard and the drums. Which are not supported. The keyboard Which are the, keyboard the dopest is, ones, because mm-hmm. they're the closest analog to the real that's true. thing. That's true. Yeah, well, I'm fucking... So I've tried... Oh God, it's also is, when Mad Cat took so over and had MIDI shilly, But I've tried Rocksmith, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking terrible at the guitar. Like Dude, this is really just something hard. I've come to terms with: is that I will never be able to play the guitar. But as a child, I taught attitude. myself how to play the Exorcist theme on my keyboard, and that was wow. all I knew how to play. That was the opening of Bozo. So, like, picking up the keyboard in, in, in Rock Band, I was like, I'm actually not too bad at this, because all I have to do is press five keys. And she had a Yeah. The only song I can play on piano is, uh... I guess I can't play any songs on piano. Damn it. The only you song I can play on key- guitar is Ode to Joy. You have two keyboards in your room Dude, right now. The only song I can play right guitar now. for real is Dennis Leary's Asshole. <laughs> I can't play that on guitar. I'm an asshole. I can't sing and play the guitar, so one of you guys has to know the lyrics. But I can the second, I thought you meant, like... Dennis Leary's asshole. I can play Dennis Leary's like asshole. The one that Katie Lang is oh saying. man, I can play it like a fucking harp. He's <laughs> holy shit. So we're in the new. Like you guys were at PAX, yeah. in PAX and GDC. GDC. Yeah, that's what I really oh, want to talk about. I went to both. Well, GDC. Was... The whole thing was uh, the the VRs. Yeah, the Vers. It yeah. was the VRs Big like Vers. crazy, and uh, specifically Valve's uh, HTC oh, manufactured. Valver? The Viva? Oh, Steam Verve? The Steam Viva? Yeah. Steam Viva. The Viva for Steamos. Steamos. Basically, I mean, yeah, I like read five articles about the Viva, and everyone agreed this is like the new the new, the new, new top of the pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, um, we agreed it's the, the best VR experience we've it, had. It's the, I didn't get to try it, but... It's the best of the VR experience. Something about, like, Valve not... Jumping off into its own hardware endeavor and having like HTC emblazoned on the side means like you're not serious. Uh, you're not serious about this. It feels that way, but I know that Valve put the research into it. I, but I consider Valve is not. I mean, like the products that Valve has worked with, they've not like Valve didn't like come up with Left 4 Dead. They didn't no, like, I know. come up with Dota. They're like work with super talented. I know, other but when you think of Left 4 Dead, you think of Valve, not HTC, which is like yeah, which but is clearly the, the, the biggest research, partner. I, I was skeptical too, mm-hmm. but then you know. We've had people try it. A lot of people mm-hmm. have tried it. It's amazing. Like, what Valve's doing is like, hey, fuck your stupid 
uh, head tracking camera. We're putting lasers in your fucking bedroom or wherever you're using this. That's how yeah. the new 3DS works. It's crazy. Like a little yeah. laser fires out and tracks your face. And yeah. the 3D works great. Yeah, put lasers everywhere. Yeah. It's great until you have to scratch everything. an itch on your nose. <laughs> or if you look to the insane. side of your phone. Yes, it, it gets pretty. Or when you blow a giant plume of vape into it. <laughs> apparently, apparently they have a very good controller that you hold and kind of... And it's kind of like a move, which is a where, controller redo, where like uh, you know, you, it tracks that controller. So like, you reach your hand out in VR space, a hand reaches out exactly as your hand is, and uh, yeah, Wes, our, our hardware guy, tested it, and he was like, "There's this like really mundane mm-hmm. cooking simulation where it's just like, but it's so amazing. Grab He's that like, ingredient, like, put it here. Yeah, you literally mm-hmm. walk over to the thing, and like, mm. you're in that space, walking, reach out." press the button to like grab the steak put it on the sandwich and he was like it made me hungry for steak Tony Hawk's pro cooking I love yeah. it <laughs> but just I the hope they make a surgeon Mario simulator version pro took it. <laughs> it just like requires you to keep your hands <laughs> flat at all times and just sort of flapping things yeah <laughs> But um, but I, I truly believe that... And bring uh, that back to Brett Elson's assertion the entire Wii once it came out. The perfect platform to stab ghosts and foot pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, I don't know if VR this generation, the first generation, uh, which is coming out. Like, Valve's shit, HTC's shit mm-hmm. is coming out holiday this mm-hmm. year. I don't know if this first generation will be it, mm-hmm. but I truly do believe that VR is going to get there, maybe in the second generation so. of hardware. I want yeah, it to like, get there. It is on the... Th- it's on the horizon for it's sure. It's going to happen. Yeah. If, if the first generation of year. consumer hardware isn't perfect and doesn't well, like take off, I think the second well, generation will be amazing. I, I know there were a bunch of tech demos, the cooking thing. Yeah. I heard about a bunch of fun tech demos. Is there, is, was there any game released specifically with or like shown with VR in mind? That's that's an issue right now, mm-hmm. I think. We've seen a lot of amazing you demos. You see compatibility look at, and some look demos. At this, look at this amazing uh, room you can walk around mm-hmm. in, right? But we haven't seen, like, the killer app mm. for VR. Like, what is the game that sells this? Well, so what's we the killer app, right? Because you look at the... It's the shark demo for Morpheus. Like, look <laughs> like look at the Wii. Wii Sports was the killer... Like, people... Didn't like much. No, that, Zelda was. Yeah, no. No, Wii Sports is the Wii highest Sp- selling game of all time, yeah. I think. Well, no, Zelda's what sold it. Wii Sports came with it. Not, not only in America. Yeah. It, like, it, it sold... I think Zelda Gangbusters Bafo. Like, like I think that when I say killer app, I think it's not sales. I think it's the game that sold people like emotionally and mm-hmm. in their mind on the concept. On the technology. Right? That's what VR needs. And so I think yeah. VR needs that. And so I think it's gonna be it's not it gonna is. be a game that we know or is a, a game that's kind of exists that's being adapted for VR. I think that what it needs and also what I think that like the Kinect still needs is mm-hmm. like these gimmicky things that like Lean into the fact that this is a that's a WarioWare. (laughs) It leans into the fact that this is a play thing, that this is a tool like that you can Mm -hmm. fuck around with. I I played. I had one VR experience this uh, this past week at GDC, and it's a game that's been around for a while. Keep talking and nobody explodes. It's a really cool game. Like it's a really cool game. I've never heard of it. It's all right. So basically, it's a two player game. Mm -hmm. One player puts on the headset and they see in their field of view a floating briefcase, and they don't Mm -hmm. have their. It's not their hands trying to touch it. You're Mm -hmm. using an Xbox controller to move it around. But on the briefcase are like different mob modules because this is a bomb. There's a timer. There's a keypad. There's a module with a bunch of wires. And you're describing what you're seeing to the person who you're playing it with because they have the binder that has all the instructions on if there is a panel with five wires, blue, red, red, blue, red. 
cut the red wire and you have to communicate to them what you're seeing and they have to read really quick and there's a timer counting down and it's just like really stressful but really fun like captures that like that action movie experience even though the actual like what you're seeing and what you're looking at are very mundane very static experiences but it's because of the disconnect between you're you're seeing this thing and manipulating it the other person can't like that playfulness with the hardware and kind of the reality of what what it can do i think is what what can sell what, this what scared me at uh gdc was uh i realized how much trust we have to put into developers of vr games because mm-hmm. i was playing crytex demo where you are a baby tyrannosaurus rex Ooh. in the nest you can see your little hands you can sexual hands but you can look around and see the other eggs you can actually bump your head against the other eggs and then mommy t-rex comes by good. and yeah, starts good. like screaming at you and the, the most adorable thing is that when you tilt your head, mm-hmm. Mommy T-Rex tilts her head. Mm-hmm. And like like I said in my article, like the I tilt my head, you tilt your head oh, thing is yeah. the best thing about dogs, <laughs> period. <laughs> that is the most adorable thing about any animal. And, and the like, best the best part of all of my favorite trailers. <laughs> so I totally felt it there. But That's also I was a like... a pussy Robin Williams. I was scared. <laughs> It's kind was... of funny while you were describing this, I was trying to think. Wait, where did I read about this? And then, like, oh yeah, it was your article <laughs> that I clicked on because you said like a T Rex scared me in Oculus Rift. Yeah, yeah. but like my article was Why were sort you of scared. My article was about vulnerability in VR. You've got the headset on. I'm standing on the show yeah. floor. Hundreds of people are walking by. I'm looking at this T Rex. It's roaring in my face, and I'm like, Crytek's not gonna fuck with me, right? Like they're not gonna have it just suddenly like bite my head off. Because if that happened, I would fall backwards and I will recoil violently and yeah. fall over yeah. whatever else is behind and me. And I will look very foolish. So you're evil with it. Like, I always turn the lights out to play a game for real on PC, and mm-hmm. like that puts me in a super vulnerable space. Yeah, so yeah. what I'm saying Alone. is, like, when you're watching a horror movie and you know something, uh, someone's fing- like fingernail is going to get cut It should cut be off, have like this inception thing. Like, it just upsets l- me. All I have to do is look to the right, and there's a Care Bear there, and I know right, I'm in a safe right. place. Right, like, right. You're watching a horror movie on TV, you can look away, mm-hmm. look at an object in the room, and be like, okay, it's just special Half effects, and I'm not scared. In VR, you're you don't just, have that. You're at their fucking mercy. Like, yeah. all you can do is rip the headset off, mm-hmm. but. We're really going to have to just trust them not to do mean stuff, right? <laughs> like, a mean-spirited VR game could be normal for 20 minutes and then... And then like, just totally mess well, with you. I've already seen yeah. several mean-spirited Ruin your life. VR yeah. games. Like, there's that one where you're playing a horror game, but, like, you're sitting on a couch in the, the demo playing no, it. And I really then, like, like it. You, you can hear things and, like, you, you oh, see, and like, things the... start moving around in your living room. Yeah, room. and in you your, start... You're, like, in a living room. And like, the, the front door of your house opens, yeah. and then you can hear something coming towards you, but you don't see anything. And it's like... I'm not going to play horror Church games of Latter-day in VR. Saints. Period. <laughs> I, will, I yeah. will totally 100% play horror games in VR. Oh, God, Absolutely. Notice Anne said horror games. She's like, <laughs> I'll play horror games, but don't please don't hit me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't think I will. Actually. Sorry, I say horror funny because like it, it's VR is getting so good where it's Shame like myself. I don't I don't need to like die of a heart attack with an Oculus Rift on my head and yeah. like 
be that guy <laughs> who's the fucking headline. Oh, the asshole person. dies with stupid yeah. Asshole game, game journalist yeah. dies with stupid thing on his face. <laughs> leaps leaps out, out of window terrified. in terror. And you know what's, what's Let's all pee is, on his grave. What's great is when you die, your body actually poops itself. So That's you will true. have literally shit yourself playing a horror game well, and Somebody's getting a Japanese USB <laughs> masturbation <laughs> hole for his birthday. <laughs> I love horror games because I love yeah. being terrified. Yep, and then the, the anime girl turns into a T-Rex halfway through uh, yeah. horror games. But like, like, like Chris says, VR sex games I will play. and uh, <laughs> I, I will stream. I think I might have to stream it. Um, I'm going to look for man as soon. What, so but, how, but like streaming VR, what's going right to be the there. solution for that? Because you don't I'm want the like, <laughs> you don't want that like uh, two fisheye images next to each other experience. But also, I don't want a fake woman telling me she's not done. As a girl, I do want to play a sex game because I'm like, I want to know what it's like to be a dude having sex with a lady. I don't yes. know if no, they can build a penis for you. I think that we can all acknowledge the incredible possibilities of VR sex games. Mm. and They are wonderful, and you can have them in the privacy of your home, and oh my god, that's going to be the ruination mm. of so many people. There, yes, and there the are going to be a bunch of weird sex toys. And finally, the resurrection yep. of Star Fox, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> how As long, a sex game? <laughs> how long until someone plays one on public Your father helped me like that once! <laughs> so we were talking about how VR needs Use the uh, douche to get through! <laughs> Ew. Uh, we're talking about how VR needs a killer app, and there was uh, something that happened during yes, GDC. Where for yeah, about uh, for about like <laughs> two hours, uh, Portal Three existed for about two hours. Oh wait, when it was like March third, oh, the Aperture Science at three demo. o'clock. No, no, no. This was wasn't this just some dude the, writing about his experience with the Val, the Vive demo? There were multiple people writing about the Vive Vive demo. Sorry, I don't, it did they say Vive? I don't actually know how to pronounce it. I don't know what it. it is. Vive. They didn't actually tell it. I to think you? it's Vive. Vive. Fine. Vive. Um, it's VH1. Vive. Multiple people wrote about the demo, and there's portal assets. They do a sort of a portally demo, mm-hmm. and like multiple people said, like referred to it as Portal Three. At, yeah, at least one person did. Mm-hmm. And so I like frantically emailed Doug Set Lombardi. Light. Oh yeah, everyone is freaking out. We mm-hmm. had the same moment in the GameSpot office. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, Doug? whoa, whoa, what? So Doug Lombardi runs PR for Valve. Has for years. He's like the only guy yeah. who does PR for he Valve. He speaks once every nine months. He's yeah. never gotten back to me in the history <laughs> yeah. of my life. He's emailed me maybe like once. He emailed me twice <laughs> last week. Twice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to tell me that because I was just like I'm skeptical that you've soft announced Portal Three, and then he wrote. We haven't. And I was like, okay, that's good. I got you on the hook now, Doug. But, but then I was like, Doug, Doug, I know, I, know how, I, know how, I know how sly they are at Valve. I was like, I need this to be completely explicit. I'm like, I, I wrote like, the Vive VR demo does not represent a version of Portal 3 or any intention to make a new Portal. Correct? And then he like, I was like, oh, he's not going to respond to that. But then he finally did and he was like, Correct. It is just a demo. Nice. <laughs> I was like, you just got to give him his yes or no questions, man. You've been yeah. going at it all wrong. You need to give him some straight, like you true, write, false statements. Yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> and then you get, then you get the Doug emails. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the one time I got to interview him, I, I, I asked accidentally. Yeah, you get to hit people with frying pans. I'm like, oh, cool. Is there a satisfying dong? And he, he, looks, he looks, he looks at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And like the sound. 
Oh, <laughs> and then so for a long time, so like I didn't even know it until I was done. Like the interview went up. Like you asked Doug Lombardi if it was a satisfying dong, and left for that too. And then he changed <laughs> his gamer tag to satisfying dong. And then it went yeah. back in development. Somehow it became it became Brett satisfying. It's dong. still a lewd yeah. science. Somebody, 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 it was, it was a totally legitimate question at the time. And yeah, yeah. but great. speaking of like the killer app VR needs, like Valve does have the capacity That's to, be to, to build it. It Sonic could be a hedgehog. Killer app's gonna be a sex game. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah. Let's get. We're not. We're not gonna talk about it as the killer app, but it will be that thing. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, it doesn't involve any killing. <laughs> oh God! Oh, you man. want full strange days in I there? No, I do. Yeesh. I never want a hotline Miami in no. Uh, VR. No, I, I no. don't think, I don't think that, that game would be tolerable anyway. outside no. of its its presentation because no, it's so hey. accurate to like a very nasty '80s movie. It really is. Dude. The it's VR. gonna be a ricochet too. That's what I'm saying. No, oh, Jesus. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, like first-person shooters are kind of tough in VR. It, it. I don't know when your head moves independent of your body, but the mouse also moves your body. Like it's mm. uncomfortable. So I don't. I think it'll be. Yeah, you either uh, need to be one or the other. Just look at Community's season six trailer to see how VR works. <laughs> and stop saying Re- Jesus wept. Really good, really good trailer. By the <laughs> it's way, it's really good. Like I was so skeptical about that, but. I'm just excited for the golden era uh, that VR will bring in of um, VR fails, people falling over (laughs) themselves, people like dance, like sexy dancing next to VR people, like dump, like holding out like pizzas for people to walk into while they're doing VR Mm -hmm. demos. Oh boy, trolling VR is truly like. If you can lock that down as like a content stream and you're just like pumping out vines and YouTube videos, you're gonna make a mint. Imagine the next, the next game. Hear that, my job right Yes, now. <laughs> the next Mass Effect game, like it's all based in your body language. So why don't why do you not stop gyrating your hips? I don't know because you're in a sorry. Uh, need this shit, Commander. You have to actually do the shepherd dance. <laughs> oh god, no, no. which is the only dance move I have, so I will be no! really good at that. It's the worst. No, it's all I've got. Mm. Studied wow. it and a sexy. Chris this Knight. is all I have. <laughs> I'm basically renegade ship. <laughs> you so, dance, you dance, and then you headbutt. I dance and then I punch journalists in the face. No wonder uh-huh. they said you were oh. aggro at that HR meeting. Yeah, <laughs> all those journalists. It wasn't HR that said it. HR loves me. I'm very good friends with both of them. You're going long. Did, did anything else? Yeah. Did anything else happen at PAX? Oh, a ton of no, shit PAX. happened at PAX. We talked about shit. GDC, I was stuck working in the Ubisoft lounge the mm-hmm. whole time, so I didn't actually get to do anything. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. But PAX, I was there PAX. as a free agent. I didn't have to What'd work What'd you at do? All. What'd you see? I saw, well, I mostly avoided like the front half of the whole hall because mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is too crowded. So the I Nintendo went, portion? Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't It's where the long lines are. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went to the back half, and I think for me, of what I played, uh, Adult Swim kind of took the whole show. I love hearing that. They brought so much good shit, and I... So basically what happens is you go to the Adult Swim booth... Way to go, Jerry. Way to pop those balloons. You collect all of these tarot cards, which I'm holding in my hands. They all have beautiful art. They are very colorful. I talked to the guy who made all the art Mm. for them. That's very pretty. And um, so you go around and you play all the games, and then the devs are all standing nearby so that you, when you're done playing all the games, you say, okay, this is the one I like the most. This is the one I like the least. This is what really worked for all these games. 
and then like they just are like cool and then they put like your information down and, and wait so they take a poll or you're like no, you, no, wa- it's, you it's walk up poll. to the dev and you're like I liked your game the least <laughs> no, no I liked yours the most they all stand around and it's just like a group of people that you talk to and it was a really cool system they're like okay well why didn't you like this one as much Oh, because I didn't like the way that this happened. But it was really neat because they were like legitimately all there. Who and they oh, these wanted are all adult swim titles. It's almost yeah, like a mini like focus group that they're yeah, kind yeah. of teasing out. Like it's, yeah, the way you I mean, say it. These are all games that are coming Versor, out this year. One Rainbow. of them is already out. One called I think it's called Oblitus. Oblit Oblitus. Oblitus. We we streamed it for one second because they gave it to us really early. It's that was short. actually mm. the one that I liked the least. Ooh. I, I just because the part I was dropped in had no context. It Holy was incredibly shit. Duck, duck, game? duck game was one, probably my favorite it was so fucking fun a, a full-on naked howard the duck holding a, a, a automatic rifle between his legs so duck game is basically super super fast paced you are a duck you get to dress up in all these funny costumes and then you go around and you just quickly kill all the other ducks one hit uh it's four player super super fast super fun it just kind of goes on forever basically but there are like intermissions where they tally your score endless duck murder endless duck murder it's so much fun do you understand what adult swim did for television that was so great yeah they could bring the games Mm -hmm. well what 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 is it exactly i had more adult sensibility more experimental sensibility more more experimental they gave more things a chance they don't give a fuck if it's an interesting pitch they'll just give it a shot and if it catches on they'll make more and nobody else seems to want to work like that they showed me cowboy bebop that's my favorite (laughs) why don't we fun interesting ideas why don't we cancel 12 ounce mounts the game it's expensive if you fail but not on an adult swim level like there's there have been a couple of really great games that come out of that place i volgar the viking in in particular is amazing it's really good good. but we're talking about um uh, metroidvania games earlier Mm -hmm. and there Mm -hmm. were two games that released so there's um there's a game called ghost song which is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. super eerie. It's kind of like a Metroid game mm-hmm. played with Mega Man. Mm. So your main character. So it's all really pretty hand drawn art. Super as long gorgeous. as he's dead. What? Nothing. <laughs> um, and then there's another game that's very Castlevania called Death's Gambit. Mm. That was also pretty fun. Not as fun for me as Ghost Song, but so a Metroid and a Vania. Yeah, a Metroid <laughs> and a Vania. Nice. They were both really good. And then there's this one called. I gotta find my card here. Called Westerado Double Barreled, and it's an open world gunslinging spaghetti western detective Ooh. story. And basically, <laughs> you mm-hmm. are I'm going around that. this town. Yeah. Westerado. <laughs> it can be played co-op. But as far as I saw, there wasn't too much benefit to co-op unless you got into a shootout because the co-op partner can't actually talk to people. And the whole the whole point is that you are going around this open world uh, asking people questions, trying to solve multiple mysteries or help people out with certain things. But in the middle of conversations, you can choose to continue asking questions or you can just draw your gun and force people uh, at, to like, come at any with time, you. you or just... So I was... We had like... I think he was somebody who worked on the art team mm-hmm. all of these are very small teams but we had somebody who worked on the art team right near me and i'm like okay so i'm talking to the sheriff right now he's not being particularly helpful what happens if i point my gun at the sheriff and he's like honestly i don't know i didn't work on the dialogue for this <laughs> game so i don't actually know what happens so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna point my gun at the sheriff in the middle of the of the sheriff's de- department bases in the middle of their office 
and just be like, what happens now? Run, and he's just like, okay, okay, I'll help you. This isn't, this isn't worth me being point, having, having a gun pointed at Damn. Damn. I'm the opposite of Gary Cooper. But it was, it's, it's a very funny game. Super weird. Mm-hmm. There's a point where you have to go talk to a farmer and like herd buffalo or something. It's super strange. Well, this is really interesting to me because I didn't get to go to PAX East this year, but I've been in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, like for me, it's the, my favorite the, conference. Yeah, period. like the East specifically. East. Or, okay. East. Like for me, the most interesting thing is always Indie Mega Booth because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, you know some yeah. things you may have maybe heard of, but some things you haven't. And mm-hmm. so you go around and try to see things that catch your eye and the developers are often right there mm-hmm. and their teams are very small yeah. but this like the adult swim roster you're talking mm-hmm. about sounds like its own little mini mega booth exactly in it and of like itself it should not have been in the indie mega booth but i'm so glad that it was so does it, it there but, was no line for it but in terms of like the you know sort of like your interest rate you know if i walk through the indie mega booth i would maybe want to stop at like every third or yeah. fourth game thing and like check it out like it seems like with the adult swim lineup you were a li- like it was a little higher than that in terms of yeah, your so own basically interest. they had one machine for every game and there were eight games wow. and i played all of them except for one which was like a, a bullet hell been duck type game. game no i played duck game multiple times no the like only one i even played was called rise and shine which is described on simulator. this card as a ruthless gun combat bullet-based problem-solving game. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the descriptions yeah. for these games. Bullet solved problems. But so Duck Game was super cool. There was another game called Traverser, which is like a really hard kind of platforming puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, another one called Rain World, which was beautiful and bleak and kind of sad looking, and it's a survival game. Stars Roman Reigns. <laughs> a couple of wrestling fans are very uh, happy right now. Oh yeah, Ghost Song, which was gorgeous. Death Gambit was super fun. Westerado was hilarious. And Oblitus, which I did not love. Alright, stop showing off your tarot cards. You're making everybody here jealous. Wow. Exactly. So pretty. Yeah. On the back, they look like tarot cards. If she flashes them on the front, they look like they're Yeah, they have the like game, game cool. image, but on the cool. back yeah. it says... I want you know. a tarot card, so... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm keeping... What else you got from PAX East? Because it was just you two games. guys that yeah. Yeah. That went. Yeah, I saw a few games in and around the indie mega booth in the mini booth. There's one called uh, Dad by the Sword, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is a play on uh, Star Bob Saget. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's Dead by the Sword or Died by the Sword. I can't it's remember. Da- it's definitely Dad by Treyarch's the Sword. Treyarch's first game, but this is Dad by the Sword, mm. uh, in which you were a dad wearing jorts. <laughs> and you're, you are fighting. I, I hope you're the first stepdad in boyhood with the <laughs> braided belt and a so, shirt tucked into shorts. So it's first person. They just said that you're wearing jorts. We couldn't actually see the jorts. It's first person. You you use the mouse to like put your sword out in front of you and just kind of like limply swing it against mm-hmm. anti dads. Which include uh, hot dogs Moms? because dads are the enemies of hot dogs. Oh, we're not against one another. Uh, what well, else? I mean, it's the opposite of a dad. No, moms are co-dads. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can, like... Our dad's co-moms. Fair it's, enough. It, it's like... It's like the Surgeon Simulator version mm-hmm. of uh, that uh, Metal Gear game, Metal Gear uh, Rising. Rising, Rising yeah. Where it's just, like, 
ridiculous Shaolin style. Yeah, revengeance. You're Shaolin. chopping watermelons into like precise geometric shapes. Mm. Yeah, but you're fighting. I must anti- be the ultimate dad. You're I fighting. The there can only be one dad. Are you at like? Are you in dad environments like the playground? No, you're, you're kind of in like, like daycare. Yeah, it's not really dad environment. But you're fighting. <laughs> I don't know what dads do. <laughs> fighting anti dads. The office. But it's just really funny to see like you're in a dungeon fighting things and your arm reaches out and it's just like a rolled up like like. Uh, pinstripe shirt and yeah it it, it seemed good um, and we uh, I played a game also in the indie mini booth where well, you before you move on to that I just want to say as long as we're on the topic of dads there's another game uh, revealed just a day or two ago Octodad. shower with your dad simulator 2015 yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It looks like how great. old are you in this game you are a child and you have to match find, yourself to your dad's yeah, color. Match yourself to your naked dad based on your skin yeah. tone. If you shower with the wrong dad, it's embarrassing. Yes, and, and, and also <laughs> highly illegal. Yes. Wait, hold but, up. Wait, you're like what? in a lot. You're like in a men's locker room walking around, but it's like very steamy. All you can see yeah. is like dad butts no, of different colors. You like, see what, like how does this three work? dads of different dad's races dicks. standing around the room, and you have like a very short amount of time to Less run to second. the right dad. Do you see yourself? Is this a third-person game? It, it's, it's, it looks like a Commodore 64 game. game. It looks it's like okay. a very warrior. Is this just a matching yeah. skin tone game? It looks like yes. Yes. Yeah. But I it have. does have dad dong on display. So, so. guaranteed to be written up on Polygon because it acknowledges race in some stupid way. <laughs> and has dongs. And, yeah, and penises. <laughs> and penises. Uh, weird. Anyway, continue, time. Okay, thanks. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what else? I played a game called Go Plague Monkey Go Ooh. in which you are a plague monkey. It's sort of Ooh. like... Like G- it. it's yeah, like G- GTA One style, like mm-hmm. top down. You're a plague monkey running around, infecting and killing people, and then the police try to get you, and you have to evade or kill Ooh. the police as the plague monkey. And I and the guy standing there, I was just like, so why did you make a game about a plague monkey killing everyone? He was like. I don't know. Really? <laughs> the second you said that, I'm like, that's the last thing I always wanted to play. <laughs> I am a monkey with a, a disease that can kill all of you, and my instinct is to rip your faces off and chew your dick off. It's true. It's quite... It's it was, my natural instinct as a monkey. No. I think they generally do it the other way like, around. Tactically, no. that doesn't make any sense. Like, yes, it does. If no. I chew your dick off waters, you can't procreate, and no, therefore no, no, I'll no. never have to fight another the one. The point is that you're a plague monkey, and your strongest asset is the plague, so yeah. all you no, want to no, do no. is like bite my flesh and run away. I am not a There's slave no to the plague. There's no bludgeoning or murdering. Happen. You're not a murder monkey. You're not That's, a rape monkey. You are a plague you monkey. You don't understand what it's like to be a monkey filled with diseases. <laughs> well, right. in this well, game, all you have to do is get This is an exploration people. of the oh, mindset of a disease-ridden let's, monkey. Let's then real. that's a different story. If you are a monkey full of diseases, you're probably going to act just like a regular monkey and go steal hubcaps and wallets. <laughs> Stop yes. what regular monkeys do. <laughs> that is yeah. what monkeys do. Of course what it monkeys, is. What TV shows are you watching? What are they teaching on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> that's not what plague monkeys do. That, that is, is a fine That's a decent show. That's a decent show. You hung out with monkeys in Japan. I did. They didn't try to steal your wallet? Oh, no. They were awful. Okay. They're terrible. Monkeys are monsters. All they want to do is fuck in front of you and steal your shit and like. (laughs) Yeah, but what if they wanted to give you the plague? I mean, you should be coming up and sneezing in someone's face. Like a turn of the century monster describing uh, like an invading race. But that's how I feel about monkeys. They're trying to take all of our jobs and our food. (laughs) Can I talk about one more game, please? Unamas, por favor. See, Mm -hmm. there's a game called Upsilon Circuit. Uh, it sounds like a math game. The, no. Math game. The okay. developers of it lived in a treehouse for two years. Question. We, we, we did an article on Making them. Making their math game. So the tree have Ethernet? Uh, yes. Was one of them Clint Howard? Upsilon Circuit is a... It, oh, it's, it's an ARPG where you run around 
kill kill monsters and things, except only eight people can play at one time. In only. The world. Only, period. Uh, in the if world. you die, you can never play it again. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it is live-streamed with That's a live fantastic. announcer. Yep. That's fantastic. And the live-stream audience gets your experience and gets to decide what skills they spend oh it on. Oh, my God. So remember we, I was talking about that with iDarb and so Bucket Five Nights at Freddy's? Like it is a game, game show. Streaming. It is a game show where you get selected... Holy shit. To play, and if you get selected, it's like Hunger Games shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm gonna play. Oh you god. are now broadcast to the world playing, and if you die, your account, you're done. You I'm cannot gonna, play again. I'm gonna be Rue, I just know it. Which is like. I mean, you could keep <laughs> making new accounts. I don't know exactly how they plan to handle that. Yeah, that yeah. was like, I think, because I think I saw this game in last year. Yeah, it was, at, it was at yeah. Prime, I think. Or but you yeah. can never play again. No, I've yeah, but it's like, that. because yeah. they're talking about it in this, in this way that's just like, oh my goodness, this is. Like, the spectator aspect of it, and, yeah, the yeah. freaking perm... Like, well, you're but, on display, people are watching, and it's a permadeath. Like, you get, so much you get your shot! You get your shot! But, <laughs> but then, also, it's, like, the first people is just so much pressure. But the later people who are playing, you oh, know they've God. been watching oh, for a God. while, yes. so they, like, have planned their shit out. So, so by the time this game has gotten two, a month in, people know! Yeah. They know tactics, and so, like... I don't know. It seems it just sounds like this fascinating yeah, concept, me, but it, who knows how it's going to play out. For me, it sounds out. like high know. pressure and really low pressure. If I lose in a second, then I never have to get better. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it, it was the coolest idea for a game yeah. that we saw there. Like, what an awesome What's idea! It called it's called a Upsilon, Upsilon Circuit. Circuit, and like they have this very like uh, Max Headroom like uh, announcer uh, 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 guy, uh, 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 like virtual face. Who's going to be like the Matt Frewer, the announcer? Who's is? He looks like Ron Headrest from Doomsbury. Mm-hmm. The the Ronald Reagan You're Max so Headroom. Thing. He looks lucky. like Reagan. I'm here to for get sure. that reference. Yeah, nobody else got it. Jesus Christ! That's such an '80s reference. No, now with Doomsbury. Yeah, now I got that too. Yeah. I'm just gonna okay. Get <laughs> I would have totally reacted positively to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was an off mic awkward white high five. For <laughs> listening. So yeah, that game, was. that game was at PAX. It uh, it looks amazing. Like it actually looks. The weird thing is that. Looks like a pretty good ARPG, mm-hmm. but it's like no one will really get to enjoy it and dig into it because there's only eight people can play it at a time. But it's still, I love like bizarre. It, on, on PvP is on by the way, and there's two teams. And then so, you like, just wait for like the Ken Jennings of that it game. Be a secret. It's just <laughs> come and dominate everything. He was formula. one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. By the way, he's hilarious. He's very delightful. The, the $60 triple A formula is meant to work in one week or two weeks. And then it has to keep dropping in price in order to keep making money. So a game that only has a lifespan of one week is not completely out of the realm of possibility. It really isn't. Even you if pay you a couple once, bucks and get yeah. like, even if you can like watch the streams for yeah, free, for, and then no, you like pay a couple bucks, like all right, I'm putting my five <laughs> yeah. bucks down. I'm imagine, gonna take my ride. No, and, and a guy, uh, a I would celebrity. This game is free, right? I, I don't really know how the pricing works. I mean, wait. maybe it's like you put down. You may never have a chance to play. So I would maybe it's like you put down five free. bucks for the chance to play, or maybe they monetize it based on the Twitch stream. I don't know how that is gonna work. I hope you get knocked out in the review stage. Such a fucking good idea. Like I want more games like that. How are you gonna? Review that yeah, one. You, you cannot <laughs> review that. Game. You got to review by committee. I mean, like yes. you know, like ten people tried out. The first game people allow you to review cool. without having played it. Like I had to watch. I was <laughs> I lost the right. first round. But I mean, like integrating with Twitch is a new thing that's really interesting. To me. Yeah, Darb's coming to PC now, um, and it's going to have crossplay with the uh, Xbox One. I got a one. couple positive so, responses to whatever I said last week about like 
I, I'm not. I don't totally understand what's happening with games with the idea that like it's all fucking streaming based. And there are games based around being streamed. Period. And not necessarily I, around being played. I love the idea of making a game show. What was the Xbox? Game? Oh, one hundred versus one. Did a great feature on it. One hundred versus one. Yeah, it was, like, no, it was really yeah. Cool. one versus one hundred. One versus one hundred. What did I say? Mm. But it was the literally opposite. a game show. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. Vice versus. I'll stop talking about packs. So wait, I have one more to talk about before we move on, just because it was the game I got the most obsessed with. And I think it's one that a few of us have actually played already since it's been at packs before. But that's Brawlhalla. Mm. It's so... Wait, Tyler wants to come back and talk about Brawlhalla. He's back. Not a good time for a beat break. It's so fucking fun. It's the PC Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. Basically, but it's like... But with famous PC characters? No, no, no. It's just... Just mm. characters created for the game. It's super, super simple. Mm. You pick up a weapon, you bash people around, you can triple jump, you can wall jump to make sure you don't fall off. But it's so fucking fun and just really, really quick matches. But the thing is, it's in beta right now on Steam, and every time you play it, you get Steam codes. And I went back and played it like six or seven times. So if you want a Steam code, oh. I have a few. Steam code for the beta, so hit me up on Twitter and I will just give you one. BDR and Lewis. I'm at BDR and Lewis on Twitter, so I have a bunch. If you would like to play, it's super, it's not so great with the keyboard, but if you have a gamepad, it's super. That game, like, honestly, you look, I looked at it, I saw, I played it at uh, PAX South, and I was like, this? Yeah, oh yeah, down in San Antonio. Uh, I was like, this is a real, like, basic-ass Smash Brothers-looking knockoff. It's super fun. And, like, that's essentially true, Mm -hmm. but that formula is really good. And then you play it, and, like, it doesn't have any... It's, like, the the sort of uh, cleanliness of it, the sort of, uh, like, it's not overcomplicated. Mm -hmm. These characters are all the same size. the, The stage camera, like, does not move dramatically. The items themselves are, like, a... A modified weapon yeah. for you as opposed to something else that comes in and is just like takes over the screen and does something crazy. Yeah. You so. don't have like special moves. You have a light move and two heavy moves and then the jump button. Yeah, but so it has this like kind of purity, no, you know, this guy yeah. of spirit, which is I love is what Smash Brothers is, but I don't understand how people get good at it when like it constantly throws things in the battlefields that warps the player's I favor mean, the, so dramatically. The characters are a little bit different in that when you select your character, they all have stats. So it's like this character character has more defense this character um, is is faster faster. so like you can kind of pick like what kind of character you are based on that but other than that like they don't have special moves yeah they do have special kinds of weapons like one of the ones i played as was um like this sort of space knight called orion and he had a big lance that he would use to propel himself across the platforms and Mm -hmm. he's really really strong but he's very slow when he has this weapon but the weapons you use can change, so he could drop that and pick up a much lighter, faster spear or or whatever. But when you pick up your weapon, you're never really sure what you're about to get. So it's just super interesting it's and super fun, fun yeah. and I am definitely obsessed Brawl with it. Brawlhalla. Super fucking fun. Okay, well, while we're on the topic of GDC and PAX, uh, should start in with the community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you may remember, was... What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at a convention? And uh, you said you had a, a story? Oh, yeah. I think I've already told this story before. <laughs> but my embarrassing story was actually while I was on the press side. I, um, I was checking out Resident Evil. And I don't know why, but I love horror games. 
Resident Evil 6, sorry, is not really a horror game, but I react very strongly to to things that are really quiet, and then all of a sudden there is a loud noise. Mm -hmm. I react very strongly to that. I don't like being surprised, but at the same time, I really do. Sorry, five minutes and thirty. And and and. Okay. So basically, I'm and your playing... reaction time was awful. If you were TV, I know. I was trying to figure out what he was doing, and then he clapped. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to react like I'm afraid. Okay, I get it. Um, so basically, I was playing a Leon level, and he's just walking through. I think he's walking through a hotel or something. Yeah, it's like a university. At yeah, something banquet like thing. fairly early in the game, yeah. I think. But he's just walking through. It's totally quiet, no noise at all. And then all of a sudden. A ceiling panel drops. And I screamed, nope! And I tossed the controller. (laughs) I am inside the press area of this booth. Mm. And I turn around and there are like eight other journalists just like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, Sorry, I pick my controller Can I have up, that back, head, please. Headphones um, back on, and like hunch down in my seat to try knowing, and keep. Playing. Knowing the people who like who are working the booth and know Resident Evil, they could not have been happier about it. your reaction. Yeah. So, like, there's oh, no sure way they, they were judging it. you. Oh yeah, there, there, there's no way they were judging. Well, you. that is a very good example of I love being afraid. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. But this particular thing, I was very embarrassed by, just because it happened, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> Which is why I could never, I could never stream a horror game because I don't want people to know that I just shout a lot. When I like I play it when I like it when your eyes get wide. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. Because my eyes are normally not very wide. I tend to, I tend to squint when I talk a yep. lot. I've only seen it that one time when I got squinty naked. aggro lady. That's what I'm we know about you. Squinty aggro lady. So when I open my eyes I really wide, eyes. I look like a normal human being. Whoops, a daisy. Definitely. See like that. Again, mm-hmm. she's about to beat me. Yeah, in the same way. Wait, but I squinted. My eyes look really now. creepy when <laughs> I open them all the way. <laughs> it actually is a little bit scary. It does look like you're about to kill someone. <laughs> it still looks like you're squinting. Oh my god! It's like a Scrooge McDuck painting from the life. Um, Chris Waters, did you have Waters? any uh, stories that you want to share? Wet? No, please <laughs> share it. Uh, you don't well, have to. He knows one. I can you can if you want to. I mean, I have a very embarrassing story, but no one knows it. We can sense Wait, it was tell not us. a publicly embarrassing no, story. It was you a have very to. personally embarrassing one. But, but that happens. All right, yeah, all right. Uh, Did so you poop yourself? Because I've seen that happen before. Uh, well, pertinent question: Are are your listeners all right with scatological humor? Yes. Well, I would hope so because uh, this that was guy involved. Is one of our hosts. Yeah. So it was E3. Right. Okay. Uh, E3, and I'm working for GameSpot. And working for GameSpot at E3, you were part of the machine. Like, and you were you, on the, you've been on the floor like, for like the last couple of years. No, 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 no. Like, you're the biggest dog at E3 because GameSpot has 50 employees. Yeah. Like, going at E3, gener- like filming stuff, getting live content, like keeping the internet up, writing stories, going mm-hmm. to appointments. It's like there are a lot of other outlets at E3, but like. Popul- oh, from the press sh- side, sheer you're press the press population-wise, no, like you're like we're the biggest engine of content creation. Your company, and I don't know, if like it's a- IGN maybe rivals us, but like in terms of just sheer numbers of people, that's that's all I'm I, talking you about. You guys have a booth on the show that's floor what I'm that saying. is just people so working IGN. in a fishbowl. No, yes. but but like they have a glass booth where you can like see Chris working. So and, like, this uh-huh. the glass booth area. Mm-hmm. This is that's the era that I'm talking the yeah. story about. Most recent, more recently, I've been hosting our live shows from mm-hmm. our booth. Our we've mm-hmm. rented out an entire room. 
room in the convention center yeah. that is our workstations. But this was the Chris Waters running around, taking appointments, wearing mm-hmm. a GameSpot t-shirt and uh, cargo shorts. I remember banging era. the window like, hi, Chris, hi, Exactly. Son. So I am at the, at the convention. It's like af- early afternoon. I'm on my way to meet a coworker at this appointment for like... I don't know, Natsume or something like a company that makes like Harvest Moon or like one, like I I don't know, just like a like a soft kind of appointment situation. I'm like, all right, I have to go to the bathroom before I go to do this. And so I go in there, and I go into a stall. I don't know why I went in there. I don't think I had to crap, but maybe I did. Pee sitting down. Anyway, so maybe my feet are tired because you get tired running that E3 game. Mm -hmm. You just want to sit down for a second. So I sit right down. Here's a few. Then I sit down, but I, you know, I'm not a savage. I want to put down the toilet seat cover. All right. Well, toilet seat covers, they have the little tongue, right? That, like, right. That, like, it's the tab in the middle. You don't know what a toilet seat cover looks like. I do. Okay, so there's, it goes around the rim, and there's a tab that falls down. Does the tab, poopy goes? Yeah, so that's the question. Does the tab, if the tab were a tongue, would it lick your butt or would it lick your front parts? Which one? It's like. supposed to lick your front parts. You're supposed to tear it so that it doesn't touch you at all. Yeah. No, it's not supposed. It, dro- it droops it, down. It you don't tear it off and detach. Flip up from its you, position in the toilet. You rip the three little arms. That yes. Attach- yeah. And then it drapes down. Yeah. No but which side is it draping down? The back of the toilet or the front? The back. Right. Agreed. It's draping down the back no, of the, the toilet. The shape is perfect so that it drips down, drapes down the front. No, that yeah. is wrong, no. and I will tell you <laughs> why in this instructive it's example. In the back. It's a square to line up with so the back I square sit, of the toilet. So I sit down, and uh, I guess I, I buck the trend, and I put and like the tab of this toilet seat. It's paper, so I have basically have paper running around the front of the seat, mm-hmm. and then contiguously down. Okay, then I have my cargo shorts. I, I pull them down. I'm sitting down. But I don't want them to go all the way down because it's a shitty it floor of a men's bathroom at E3. This is a swill hole. So they're, like, pretty high up on my knees. And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm checking a phone or something. I sit down. I have to pee very quick. It starts. I start peeing. And, like, I'm checking my phone. I, uh, a, like, a few seconds in, I realize something is wrong. <laughs> and I don't, I don't realize it. I realize... <laughs> I'm peeing, and I realize it's wrong because of the sound. Like, I hear my pee, but it's not going... It's not silent going down the side of the toilet into the water. It's you, like... You fell for the saran wrap prank that it you is pulled in hit, yourself. It is hitting directly into the paper tongue of the seat. And I look down, and because my shorts are high, it is soaking my shorts. Oh, in no. peace, my pee is not going into the toilet. It is just spraying Michael, all over the inside of my shorts. That is why the tongue goes in the back. See, I've never that, had... That problem. Yeah, I never sit down on the I toilet. Am a, I'm a woman. I use these things. I think a lot more than men do. It's there to protect your dick. No, it's and not. No, it's no in it the is back. definitely it goes not. In the very if you back. put it in no. the back, it will, all of your shit will fall onto it, and it'll be gross. No, it will ensure the flushing me? of the entire operation. It will ensure that it pulls it down yeah. in. If you the put it in front, in you back. are obstructing <laughs> the flow area. But if you're <laughs> gonna pee on your pants, are you not listening to this story, Michael? If you put he it on the warning. back, if you put it on the back, it is shaped in an opposite way as the rest of the seat. It looks like you put another no, seat not. on top it's, backwards. It's not that, because if you look at it, it's a square no. in the back. It's a flat square in the back. You yes. line it up with the flat yes. square of yes. the back of the no, toilet. Yes. Your genitals are a flat square. No. I don't know a lot about. Tom is a flat circle. <laughs> 
Uh, Anna's correct. Continue listening to the story right, in which please, I have continue, peed all yes. over my shorts and have an appointment with a video game developer. See, in my job. experience, the front flap protects your pee. It, it guards it from going all over your shorts. I think no. you're... You're not supposed. What? It stops Do you pee it. Out. Oh, I guess you're a boy. See, yes. here's the thing: toilet seat covers are made for women. We don't pee straight out like what? a man's penis, but it goes blue. Well, Michael actually it goes blow, man, <laughs> like the LL Cool J song. <laughs> It's not a What Michael doesn't know is that the toilet seat cover is for the toilet seat and not something he wears on his body <laughs> to protect Gross. himself from the toilet seat. It's very true. You uh, wrap it around oh. yourself like a protective jacket. So what the fuck did you do? That? So I yes, have to go to this continue. appointment and I realize I have that my shorts are soaked with pants. urine. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, these are thick cargo shorts, so I caught it early enough. And like it jammed my dick down, so I'm not peeing on my shorts anymore. Uh, uh, it was just inside, like it didn't permeate visibly to the outside. So I got up and like jammed a bunch of paper towels in my crotch. It's fine. I texted my coworker. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot my notebook back at the hotel. I need to go back there." And she was like, "It's fine. There's not a lot at the appointment, anyways. It's all good." So I scurried out of the convention hall. I got into a cab. I'm sitting there with, like, pee shorts and, like, a full of... I got back to the hotel. Changed. I washed. It was fine. Nobody ever knew. Now everyone knows! Now everyone knows. See, pretty- You're welcome! No. We cool- appreciate you opening your shame up. With us. The coolest thing I did... Still not welcome. the worst story I've heard of any, out of yeah. any three, though. The coolest thing I, I did in high school... So we were, like, I don't know, we were fucking miscreants in high school and How did we go from my dorks? most embarrassing P.E. 3-story to the coolest thing you did in well, high school? We, <laughs> the, well, the coolest thing he did in high school was something about the way Chris's mind works. <laughs> we, we were little punk rock idiots. We had a group called the Fondlers where we just show dicks and grab butts and like whip our dicks out for no reason in so a I, basement I painted my dick black and red and put a dinosaur band-aid at the tip and just went had been drinking a little bit and had forgotten really? there was a dinosaur band-aid on the tip of my dick and if you can imagine what that looked like like this fucking beautiful rainbow spray in every direction <laughs> all over my clothing and like oh I actually don't have to get on stage with any clothing it was my first and only time on stage with a band uh, that I just well, throwing up these shorts. So I went up on stage with, with just a underwear. dinosaur band-aid on your dick. Uh, that was the the weirdest part. Is like I told some girl I did it. She's like, show me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't um, show you. So anyway, to get to our audience's story. Got it. God, uh, please, yes. Slain Puddle answered first on the forum, so he gets read first. Mm. Uh, I asked Brett to talk about DMC, Comic-Con 2012, for reference. <laughs> And it just felt awkward trying to have a conversation with an extremely exhausted PR dude who just wants to go home. That's not PR. To be f- to be fair, Brett isn't PR, and he just always is exhausted and wants That's to go true. home. Yes. That's pretty <laughs> much his default <laughs> state. Every day. Even when he's at home, he's like, this yeah, is a resting state. This is tiring. Oh, wait. If we're not counting gaming conventions, I went to an anime convention and cosplayed. I guess that's like the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. As what? It, it, I don't even remember. Specifically, not mentioning cosplayers. So. I was, oh, specifically not so mentioning sorry. cosplayers. Well, I was dressed like a, an anime schoolgirl. It was the worst thing I've ever done uh, in my life. I did that once, too. Hot. Dress design. I know which one's girl. hotter, and I'm looking at him right best now. Thing ow, he's ow. Ever Everybody thought it was hilarious because I had a beard and hairy legs. <laughs> this was in college. Oh, you're being serious? Yes. Oh. 
No, well, it was it was to promote the anime club, of which I was coordinator in college. Well, well, well. I don't know how you know how promotions work. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to make people want to do things. Yeah. Well, we we had like it was like a annual school club day, and so we like all had tables out, and I was just dressed that way to to get attention, oh. so that people would come by and enter a contest. Good Maybe attention? you do know how promotions work. <laughs> um. Anyway, Sling Puddle continues. I've done worse, but this is the one thing I'm willing to talk about. So, yeah, pretty mundane stuff. Uh, Shin says, Gus Sorolla. Wait, was that story just he talked to Brett and Brett was real tired? Yeah, so it was sort of embarrassing for him. Oh. I mean, it's no Brett. peeing on your jorts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were courts. Cargo yeah, all shorts. Right, all right. Cargo shorts. Um, Shin says, Gus Sorolla and Jordan. Queers? I don't know how to pronounce that. It's got to be queers. From Rooster Teeth. <laughs> it's C W I E R Z. It's got to be yeah. queers. Schwills. Yeah, sure. From Rooster Teeth. Stopped by New Zealand on their way to Supernova in Australia. I've always idolized Gus. He's a lovable, antisocial, unfit grump who managed to become an internet superstar. And the Rooster Teeth podcast actually led me to branch out and find Talk Radar way back in 2009. I feel I owe a lot to Rooster Teeth. When I tried to take a picture with Gus at the fan event, I realized I was so nervous that my hands were shaking violently. I had to ask someone else to take the picture for me, but not before taking several blurred selfies. Gus laughed, then jokingly said we look so similar that, quote, Facebook won't know who to tag as who. Then I died of embarrassment. I'm a ghost. This was a ghost post. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that only loosely fits the criteria. There are like two conventions in New Zealand, and they usually happen during the university exam period. Not even a ghost as powerful as I am can pass out with can pass without study. All right, we got to meet up to figure out how to get these bloody Muslims out of here. That's That's the other convention. I'm sorry, that's the only thing I've ever seen in the news. Uh, Lady Muslims. In case you're wondering, I love you guys so much that I would certainly have the exact same reaction if I met any of you, if I weren't already dead, that is. (laughs) Aww. Ghost life. Thanks, shit. Ghost life. (laughs) I want to be a ghost. Death life. Ghost Uh, with the most. Dr. Dr. Pepper says, I got loudly chewed out by this female-to-male transgender Dante cosplayer because I said she was really a really pretty Dante. People who arrived and saw what happened all took her side, even though it was a minor faux pas on my end, and I just stood there and took it. I in no way defended myself despite my right. I got so embarrassed that I left in shame and kind of cried. I felt really bad, and it was an honest mistake and a very polite minor compliment. IDKY, I don't know why she felt the need to loudly shame me for an understandable mistake. She didn't quote-unquote pass at all. I assumed she was gender-swapping and not actually trans. I got the you were same. sympathetic until that last line. I yeah. had something similar to that uh, when the first Bayonetta was coming out. Like I was, I played it, I loved it, and there was Sega had hired the same beautiful, like Amazonian tall woman to be the Bayonetta in person. And I'm taking a picture with her, and then I walk behind her, and she's just like, "Don't you ever walk behind me!" Yeah. Like, what? Like, so like, if you can imagine, like you. I am six foot two, and I'm looking up at her, I'm like. You got gun shooed. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. This is a kind of long one. Crepe crisis. It was after lunch and I had a special delivery to make. I tried the nearest delivery station, but it was occupied. No big deal. I'm a little ahead of schedule. Passed the next station, but it had a line. Next one looks promising, but nope. Taken. No big deal. I'll try the first floor. Trip around the entire convention center. First floor yields no available areas for deposit. Now it's getting late. (laughs) 
Nearly emergent, but not quite yet. Oh, okay, that kind of special delivery. Back upstairs, still a line. Continue around the backside of the main auditorium. Still no vacancy. This is becoming a dire situation. Of course, every spot is taken. Everyone just ate lunch. Guess we'll go sit in the auditorium and wait this out. Might as well check... Just wait in a restroom and someone's going to finish. Might as well check the room closet to my... Oh, the room closest to my seat one more time. It's a miracle! Completely empty. A convention rarity and so welcome for my moderately shy self. I claim the furthest stall at a walk slightly less than a jog and release all that pressure. It reeks. Of course it does. I've been eating convention food for two days. Someone comes in, but I'm settled. Checking Twitter, no big deal. Bathroom buddy takes a saw next to me, and I notice the boots look a little slender and are red. Weird freaking hipsters and their androgyny. Whatever. To each his own. But wait, did I... No, surely not. They evacuate. I'm lingering. I always linger. By the way, still in there. Linger. <laughs> the bathroom lingerer. Still reeks in there. Also, were there urinals in here when I walked through? Here comes a new Should've person. Those. Sounds like flip-flops. Claims a stall next to me as well. Must be full up in here, I think to myself. It was at this moment when I saw her toenail polish glistening against the tile that I realized, <laughs> yes, I'm in the women's restroom. <laughs> Dropping mad deuce. How do I get out? I'll have to wait for complete emptiness and make a break for it. I spent the next several eternities feeling mortified, (laughs) waiting for certainty that the girl in two stalls over is left. Finally, the girls with whom I shared a restroom left, and miraculously, I got out of there unnoticed. I didn't even tell my wife about it for months because I was so embarrassed. (laughs) And in my defense, this was one of those bathrooms where you just walk around a corner and you're in. No door, so the sign on the wall would be easily missed when you're in a hurry and think you already know where the bathroom is. The men's room, it turns out, was just a little further around the corner of the auditorium. Could have been worse, obviously. It was truly a miracle that the woman's restroom at a convention with 50-50 male-female attendance had two moments of complete emptiness for me to capitalize on. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Women's restrooms are overrated. <laughs> that is a lie. Hmm. Women's restrooms are always nicer. Because there are less people in there and they are cleaner. Alright. Yeah, they've got like couches and stuff in there. Well, yeah, not all of sometimes. them. With yeah. fucking shit holes some of them. As opposed to zero male restrooms. I know couches and shit in there. I have to recommend this. The Last Man on Earth... I've rediscovered Will Forte as a fucking godsend. It, that is a good show. It was so good, good when he his toilet ran out of water. He just sawed a hole in his in diving a, board a, yeah, and just started a, shitting in the back shit, of the pool. It's a shit pool. <laughs> it's a shit pool. It's a shit pool. It's so great. That's terrible. The show's, the show's actually it's really, really good. good. Yeah. It's totally going to be canceled, the, uh, so watch it. All right. The, the All right. place we have our, our press conference at every year has the world's fanciest bathrooms that legitimately do have couches and, like, a seating area. It's like, why is that there? You just have to... Oh, like a wait... If you have... Oh, my friend's gonna take a long time, so I'm just gonna chill on this fucking couch. Unless you're in Japan, every woman's bathroom is a seating area. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so weird. Like, why is that there? I don't know, but I love it. I go sit down there. Because nobody ever goes there, like, during the day before our press conference, so I just go down there for a quiet time. (laughs) Quiet dumpsies. And that's why. No, no, just sitting (laughs) in the couches. Like, I'm I'm just going to respond to emails here. No, drop logs. It's cool. Skip around. Uh, Mecha Morbo says, I bought a hot dog at E3 (laughs) and brought it back to my booth. When I started eating it, it was ice cold. I didn't take it back. It wasn't embarrassing. I was more just disappointed in myself. Oh, <laughs> I want to tussle your hair. Hey, sometimes you need sustenance, you know? 
That's it's the worst. I just decide not to eat when I'm at those things because everything there is fucking disgusting. I can't. I can't expensive. make that decision because, like, literally, if I start a morning, have breakfast, and then it's like I, early afternoon, I crankiness, degeneration I of humanity. No, like, I, I just can't. Like, I GDC, start to not function. Literally, the worst sandwich I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> I, I like I read tweets. And about there's no this. bad sandwich in like. No, in, there and is. I have, no, and I've had them at these conventions. So fucking it's bad. so bad. I took three bites and threw it out, even though I was starving, mm-hmm. because it was like eggplant oh. that had been like sitting in the sun for 18 days or something. Gross, gross, gross. It was disgusting. Did you throw it out, like, with vigor and, like, vehemence? Yeah, oh, I threw it. I'm making eye contact with the cashier at the... Yeah, I turned back and looked at them (laughs) as I threw it out. Throw this out! You watch me now! This is garbage! If you're working on the convention show floor, I found a way, because I don't eat... But then, like, I'll what I'll do is I'll lean over the back of someone working on a computer, and he's like, "Does anybody need Starbucks?" Yeah, I need double right now. And I pretend to be working by staring at, like, pointing sure. at a computer screen, yeah. even though I'm doing nothing. Nothing. Is this within the booth of your own company? It would have been, but like, which no one's, no one's ever like going to hire an, me again. You're like an employee <laughs> of that company. Just, totally well, legit. Well, now you just sneak into other people's booths and pretend to be working. So when they yeah, go on Starbucks, the you say, "Yeah, you know I'll, the take, I'll take a." This Take a scone and six bagels, please. You just bring yeah. like four different color polo shirts to, to any uh, convention, and you can pass uh, in like I'll dozens have the hard line of places. Say, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> anybody who's worked at Ne3, you knows you don't get to eat once you enter that show floor. You I just don't. don't get to. No. So you... you grab like a snack bar or a box of snack bars. <laughs> but last year at E3, I had um, a, a camera team with me for the first time, and. I love my producer very much. He is amazing, and he makes me look good, which is really hard to do. He's actually exactly. the one who told me I should be less aggressive when I talk to people. Um, but he's awesome. The truth comes You out. are pretty awesome. But he, I don't think, had ever really worked an E3 show floor before because he was very confused as to why we weren't feeding him. I'm like, dude, we don't have time. We don't have time for that shit. If you want to eat something, you should leave now, and I will, I will just. You work need to do a runner. You need to. You make need a to break for run it, for it. I worked. Man. I worked D twenty three, and I swear to God, before Disney Infinity came out, I traded one of their employees a fucking Luna bar for a Disney Infinity figure. <laughs> it, it's you a straight eat? up like yeah. like Mad Max bartering system you, for food. Like I'll trade you water for that fruit. Do you, water is, is this, also is very this precious. Yeah, that's really true. Are we gonna make this swap? I got more. People are talking about meeting some of you guys. Oh, God. Well, not me. Some games radar people. Can I read one? Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, you want to read JJB Sterling there? JJB Sterling. I was at Comic-Con 2011. It was my first convention ever, and I was having a blast, despite the constantly moving mass of human flesh that was the show floor. Mm Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time around the future booth to try and catch the hosts of my favorite (laughs) podcasts, Talc Radar. Uh, Is that that how you say that? (laughs) Lo and and behold, I spot Brett Elston. And after gathering some courage, I I approach him and ask about the chance of a talk radar meetup, to which he said, I didn't think there would be one. For whatever reason, the next thing I ask him is where the Mass Effect 3 stuff is, as I saw him tweet about it earlier. After he explained, we parted ways, and it wasn't until I got back from the trip that I realized I didn't let him know how much I appreciate everything he did at GR and the podcast. Oh, so embarrassing. Glad you didn't see me. I would have punched you in the stomach. 
I think he does mention Would not have. Brett Elston left Games Radar 40 days later. Ooh. It was your fault! The fact that I wasted this encounter kills me to this day. Later that day, I couldn't find the courage to oppose Chris Antista, ah. where he stood atop the stairs that led to what I assumed was the war room at the future booth. Although I did tell Carolyn Goodmanson how much I enjoyed Pokemon Monday, R.I.P., when she surprisingly approached me about my Proto Men shirt. Oh, she mentioned that, actually. I remember her mentioning yeah. that. I wouldn't feel too bad. Brett's not that great. He really sucks. <laughs> in, in person, he really sucks. Aww. No, he is great. I love no, I, no, I saw him from fun. afar at PAX East, but I was also too afraid to approach him. What? Yeah. No, that's not true. I, just, I, was, I didn't want to get sucked into the Capcom booth. I feel, I feel bad because I missed her. It was just a bunch of nerds sitting in tents playing, uh, playing Monster Hunter. Brett, Brett, Brett went. Brett, Brett met with some ways at PAX East, yeah, I did. Oh, good. I was I was too busy. I'm, I'm cunt. Yeah, mm. I know, I know, I know. I was I was uh, interviewing Chris Roberts. I didn't know that this meetup was happening until it had already started, and I was like gone. Oh, God. This actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was a meetup. We missed. But it. nobody Sorry. really knew or cared that I was there anyway. Sunny D says, at my very first convention, uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2013, I found Chris working the DuckTales part of Capcom's booth. After standing around for a bit, thinking about what I was going to say, I get the courage to go up to him and talk to him to say, thanks for the show. Also, I awkwardly got a photo of him, which I still have, and then played DuckTales in front of him. I was so stressed about not screwing up in front of him that I kept on dying, which made me more stressed and embarrassed. Eventually, Chris had to help me, and I felt that I looked stupid in front of him, even though I knew he didn't think that. I definitely didn't think that. I have also met Brett at San Diego Comic-Con 2014, and that was really cool to meet him, even though I was embarrassed to interrupt his conversation with his co-workers and then proceeded to talk about how I like how he ruins Henry G., uh, <laughs> looking back, I felt so stupid saying that when I wanted to say so much more because I appreciate you guys so much. Those two moments might be one of mine more embarrassing mo- one of my more embarrassing moments. But meeting Chris and Brett was a highlight of my cons. I, my embarrassing moment was uh, we went over to do we got to do Gamespot Ducktales, and then I go over and I'm like, oh fuck, Waters. This will be great. That's rude. This will be great. Fuck waters. <laughs> Fuck comma waters. Uh, this will be great. And then like, like, wait, did you think you were talking to him? Like, what are the many heartbreaks of? Go- really? Like, I'm not going to talk to Chris Waters about Ducktales. Like, there's actually people who might expect me to do this, and I had to go behind the scenes, and you had to tell me how to play the game while you talked about it with a pro- Ray, what? who's a great producer. But like, I was in the back booth playing the game while you talked about it. With the dude who was like designated by your PR team to discuss it with me, I don't think they knew that we knew one another like pretty decently. Who um, is they? No, Where stop is it. this? Stop it! Well, you have to earn the right to get it. They don't want to put any like. And then, do you know what I uh, what I look like to an office environment? No one wants to put me on camera <laughs> ever. <laughs> was it even on camera? Oh yeah, it was on stage. Probably it was on, it was on yeah. stage at E3. But I was playing the game when when you're talking about yeah, DuckTales. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am playing the game while you're talking. I'm talking to enthusiastic Ray. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Ray, Ray yeah, is yeah. great. No, like, I remember that beautiful person. Yeah. I that was probably during the middle of like a four hour shift of live demos that I did. I'm sorry, Chris. That's I okay. Mean. I was on the Twitch stage. It doesn't. I'm 
you probably got more viewers there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he didn't, definitely didn't. Uh, Gamespot.com. So my embarrassing story from PAX East was that I was running around the show floor, and I think I saw Triskitable, but I didn't want to run over and say hi because I was like, I don't know if they remember me, so I don't want to embarrass myself. Wait, that would be listen, terrible. Embarrassing yeah. stories cannot be you not doing something. So I just yeah. stared really awkwardly yeah. from a distance, and then I'm like, I'm gonna keep walking. Actually, now. that was the be- that was the best. <laughs> Because we were we were we were on deck to go on the GameSpot show, and you're hosting. And guess who's in front of us? Peter Molyneux. Oh my God, that demo took forever. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'll show, okay, I'll show you the game. And then like twenty I'm, minutes in, I'm in the background, like he's gonna do direct feed. Like we have no direct feed of this game. And like, <laughs> all right, everybody, look at this game. And like, okay, hold it to camera. Jesus Christ, Peter, like. Could you not have told us in advance? That demo A took super long, and D was like, it was goddess, right? And so yes. it was like, I his like laptop was weird though mm-hmm. that he was running it on, and Game's like not very good. And so like I had to like literally during you this were de- great during this demo. I'm talking you were to great. him. Great, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to him, but I had to like reach down and like move the mouse on his laptop so it wouldn't go into fucking sleep mode like four times he's like it'll go it's good for about five minutes and I was like alright cool I got this I was like alright this is that's a new hosting challenge I don't know that's, that's very good at your game mm-hmm. wow uh, let's see I want to talk about one that doesn't involve you guys although there are a bunch one involved me yeah mm-hmm. um, Yeah. what's it like to be at the center of so many people's embarrassing stories Chris this can't be because I will embarrass myself more when you meet me I am That's so true. excited to know that people like me I will just so you want to go get breakfast or something yeah, oh, never yeah, miss your heroes especially if their names are Chris Antista here's the thing I just want to say what do you want quick? me to do I'll be your clown mm-hmm. I'll be your clown I just want to you say real to, quick you want about a drawing? I'll these, draw you a stick figure an alpha impression <laughs> these embarrassment stories about like I wish I had said something more like it is, like, not something that a lot of us grow up with, the ability yeah. to tell someone to their face, I like what you yes. do, thank you for yes. what you do, but, like, but when, that is one of the most powerful, wonderful things you can do for anyone, and mm-hmm. even if you're stumbling, even if you are awkward and sweaty and, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think, Which like, I always am. I think laser time is cool, like, that comment is going to so resonate awesome. yeah. so much more. Like it's going to—it's such a powerful uh, thing to say. I want to give a shout out to Dave V, who did it, uh, who who said hi at Hoodslam uh, uh, this weekend in Oakland <laughs> nice. in front of my girlfriend because my girlfriend has no idea what I do, and so like she has some idea what yeah, you she do. Does. Let's give her some credit. She here. doesn't, but she's never met like like she's never seen me around people who know what I do. She doesn't no. listen to the show. If someone came no out idea. to me and said something to me in front of my wife, I would be fucking psyched. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. And, and I, so, I will say, uh, you know, never feel embarrassed about going up and saying I love what yeah. you do. When it when it turns embarrassing or awkward is if they say like, oh thanks and then they're silent. You're like, now where are we going? I'm hanging out with you right now, right? Like then, then it's weird. <laughs> I listen to a, po- a oh, ton really? of because I get lonely. Yeah, Aww. I listen to a ton of podcasts. <laughs> right, so hang cool. out with I don't, I don't want to hug, uh-huh. but I, I don't mind if people. I but if you just chill me. around, yeah, especially at PAX, because and... I was like, all right, I got nothing, so I'm just gonna wander until. But I find honestly, that's to do. on you guys to be like. Okay, I need to go do this thing. Or, uh, hey, you want to hang out? Nope, mm-hmm. I will never ask. It's someone, on you. I will it's never ask someone you. if they want to hang out because I'm like, this person has way better things to do than run around with me and they see don't. things. They do. They do. They oh, always they do. People always That's have better things dream. to do. They kind of do it's it. Not, yeah. It's no, not. It's no. If you're a games journalist mm-hmm. and like somebody comes up and says that to you, and you're like, hey, you want to come with me to see some demos? You will make their fucking year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and and likewise, 
You want to pretend like, to be my coworker? Awesome. Like you guys I can't do if that. If you guys say in the comments section, "You guys are great. We I really love what you're doing." That is awesome. If you mm. say it to our faces, it's crazy. It's infinite. It's incredible. It makes it it is such a real. gift. And I want to thank you in advance for doing that next time you see any mm. of these people. I'm not cool enough. I just want to hang a, out with people. There was a man mm. with a, a wonderful beard who came up to me at PAX mm. and mm. said, uh, and said, I like what you do. And I was it listening. Michael? Uh, no, no, he, I would never say it was that. The ghost, <laughs> it was the ghost of Michael. What happened is he never said his name. He came up to me and he oh, said, wow. I've been like listening to you since like talk radio since mm. back then. I got into the games industry to mm. see you guys. You guys are great. Thank you. And he just like patted me on the shoulder and walked away. And I was like, I tweeted like, thank you, bearded man, for saying nice things. Because <laughs> I don't know who he was. It's, I don't know who you are, bearded man. If you're listening, hello. I miss thank you. you. Right. He came home and this is the story he specifically told. So. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. I do want to read another Continue. one. Okay. Do it. Can't all have three stories after every yeah, one story. Sorry. Read. Um, Very talkative. Zetabyte. PAX East 2011, I think, I was getting over my fear of talking to people I admire when I spotted Ken Levine promoting Bioshock Infinite. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) I pulled together all of my courage and pulled my balls into my abdomen and went to talk to him. Uncomfortable. I loved Bioshock, I told him. It's the only game I've ever played that changed my view on life. This was slightly hyperbolic, but I was being honest. Mario, Halo, and Street Fighter may be great, but none of them made me question, for example, the validity of capitalism. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow, Ken replied, leaning in with what I assume was his PR person. That's one of the best compliments I've ever received about Bioshock. I beamed with pride. How uh, did it change your views on life? He asked. Duh. Well, uh, and my mind went blank. Uh, and Rand? Free free market. I uh, it, it made me reconsider politics. Like I used to think <laughs> that I'd vote for this guy, but now I see he's not any better than the other. You can't trust anybody, Ken said, wrapping up our short conversation. <laughs> I smiled and nodded and walked away. Soon after, all the thoughts I had about Bioshock came crashing back onto me. Foremost, the lessons I learned by the good ending. Spoiler, politics, religion, science, art, while important, don't matter when when you're on your deathbed. What matters is people, family, friends, adopted family, the lives you touch directly that will be there for you through the end. The podcast you listen to. Yes. I I replay our encounter over and over, wishing I had my thoughts better prepared. It sounds silly, but I felt like I genuinely dropped the ball on connecting with one of my Nah, headphones. that doesn't oh, sound silly. There's no, there's no genuine... I fucked up talking to so many people. There's no easy way to connect with a stranger. It's always inherently awkward, and as long yeah. as both parties realize that, you can move forward pretty mm. easily. I've always had, had a great time with that. Uh, and you will hear an upcoming laser time where I meet one of my heroes, and it's the most awkward thing I've ever heard. And I think we're going to publish it, even though I don't want to. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's I'm very read, brave of you, Chris. Read one more, and then we need to move on We've to the question of the week. Uh, reasonable fanboy says it has come the time has come to share this story the only convention I've ever been to is Florida Supercon 2013 I've totally been there this being my first convention I wanted to dress appropriately nerdy nothing too broad no cosplay something relatively niche lazy DBZ button down shirt what better than my laser time shirt oh 
Rewind. The night before the convention, I got rip-roaringly drunk and decided the only way I'd wake up in time for the con would be if I stayed up all night and downed coffee, mugs at a time to keep me going. On top of that, my brother brought me a couple of disposable e-cigs to smoke while inside. I ran each of these in an hour and a half, and my body was unhappy with me. (laughs) I went outside to puke on the verge of passing out before coming back in. You know how sometimes you hear something but don't quite recognize the words that were said until a bit later? At that point, I hear what I later understand to be laser time! I kept on my course until just a few seconds later, I realized I'd squandered my only chance to meet a fellow listener in the wild. It still saddens me to this day, especially now that I go to a school whose student body is so small, I'm quite likely the only listener among us. Yes. That's why you should tell all your classmates about laser time. People who you think would be interested. When I say tell a friend, it's like, you know the friend who's interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Just tell them. Make another listener. Let them know. That's the best thing you can do. Rather than if you can't donate, I'd much rather you tell a person. I don't have friends. Game Apocalypse. So I just shout at people. I don't have friends who I'm not on this podcast with. I do. And it's great to see a couple friends of mine who who really enjoy the show because I don't know if anybody enjoys Laser Time until like my buddy from back home's like. That was a good episode. My friends are my parents, and I know my dad <laughs> listens to the show, so... <laughs> That's sad. I was going to say, for like the first year... I don't have friends. first year I knew Anne, I'm like, I'm not going to fart in front of her because I want to fuck all of her friends, and I've never met one. Wah, wah. <laughs> you want to fuck had, Anne's if parents? If you had been at Pax East, you could have met my friend. She's the best. Really? Yeah. Like met with the shaft of my dick hitting the yeah. base oh. of her vagina. Uh, you don't what know how vagina. Was that too graphic? Was that too graphic? <laughs> and that is not, not how vagina happens. It's a very bad understanding what's of a, human anatomy. What's a vagina? Uh, um, new question of the week. It's a new question of the week. Yeah. If you were to create a VR demo experience, like mm. if if there's a game you'd really like to see, uh, you know, recreated for the Oculus Rift, mm. what would it be? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com/forums. Uh, first person to answer while reposting the question gets read first on next week's show or comment under the uh, article for episode 103. Mm. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm really excited and terrified by the potential of that shark video or the shark <laughs> demo that was shown off with it's Morpheus. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, you could turn it around, turn my phobia into Ophelia by making Jaws Unleashed into a <laughs> VR experience. Let me be the shark. Um, Like... Just something I, I played recently, like Nidhogg. Mm. I'd really kind of like to see that done first person. Like, it's wow. a very that simple thing. Uh, yeah, it is. But, like, imagine you're just... You're playing on, like, a, like a two-foot ledge of a cliff. So, mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're seeing 3D, but you don't have a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Boom. Pretty cool. Um, and then I saw someone... Are you make, moving your arms to stab out? Yeah, Are you yeah, using moving, your hand and the controller your for the sword so play? It's not, it's not like you're doing backflips oh, and parrying. In the Jaws thing, I want to be able to just extend my arms out like a big uh, mouth and like my fingers or teeth and then just chomp like that. But being able to actually Are block a sword. Like, yeah, you have to make that sound to go time? forward. Yeah, oh, that's okay. how you. That's how you swim. I watched. Gotcha. I watched Princess Bride recently with Carrie Elways. Great. Ugh, fuck you. The great. A great moment, and they're like, we trained for weeks to make the sword fight scene. Like, it looks like it. Every single sword hit lands in the exact same spot. So the idea that like there's not a lot of sword movements you can make, but like a good sword fighting simulator from first person, mm-hmm. if you're narrowing the. What do you call it? The horizontal view to like a, mm-hmm. like a foot, like you're on a cliff, like Nidhogg. That could be cool. And then I and then like Sonic the Hedgehog, 
sucks. Sonic the Nidhogg. And then somebody made a, a fun Sonic the Hedgehog first. Per- it, like, it like revitalized my whole interest in like, yeah, the Green Hill Zone's pretty cool. And yeah, you want to get the NES track and field mat and the <laughs> Oculus on your head no, and just start no, scurrying no, along the line? <laughs> no, I did not say that. I don't want to defeat Cheetah with my hands in an o- Oculus Rift. Uh, but, but Sonic the Hedgehog, the Green Hill Zone needs another way to approach it. It's such an iconic game environment. And I saw somebody remake it in Oculus Rift, and I thought that was so fucking cool. And I, I, there's not a lot left to do with Sonic. He's dormant. He's I don't want him to become awful in this. Oh, thing. he's not dormant. For well, at least a game last year. He, to 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 <laughs> much accolade. Oh yeah. Uh, but I still would like to see like him adapt to every single platform because Sega has to at least try. Oh, uh, and and maybe that kind of speed. Maybe if if the whole thing is speed. First person view is a way to do it. Everybody Maybe. looks like they're skeptical, Maybe. but like I want to see it. I think it's I saw, people skeptical about I saw Sonic. Somebody, That's so weird. I don't even know why I that like would be Sonic. a thing. I don't uh, want strange. Sonic to not be a game character, and it looks like he's on the verge of that. I do. I want him to stop. I want him to go. Away. I want him to take Speed a rest. Out. Just time out. Just, Just a rest. Time Big time out. Uh, my VR dream is, and basically an extension of Michael's mm-hmm. is, uh, but I want it to be licensed, not mm-hmm. with Jaws, but with uh, like Planet Earth. Uh, that the, that in, the, the nature documentary? documentary. Yes, I hmm. want to be David Attenborough. Narrating. I want to go through different biomes. I want to have mini games of Chris me Walters being Press a X. different species of like. Uh, I want to be a swallow, uh, f- you know. I want to be a bat flying out of a cave. Duck at night. behind the I gazelle be a to regain hunting health. that bat. I want to be uh, a <laughs> oh, komodo dragon, just like waiting and like fucking with a yak a, or some slightly- kind of water buffalo. I just want, I want to my perspective to be that of an animal. I want to break out of the human experience. I want to get into some sort of just like alien way of being because mm-hmm. you know, like you watch these nature documentaries you watch you like I, I went scuba diving one time in my life and like <laughs> I got this powerful sense that uh, about uh, the creatures on earth being alien mm. being so different from our experience that that and it just fascinated I me. used to do that with my cat like the idea that like this cat wanders around my house and I look at it and, like this is fucking bizarre to have yeah. this really weird animal like totally What are you tuned. doing? Like what is your situation? Yeah. Like a cat simulator. I mean, I'm Could sure be. that I'm have sure that Have you seen those videos like someone ties a, a GoPro to their cat's neck to see what it does all day and it's mm-hmm. like it's always fascinating. Yeah. Oh my god. My this... cat would be the most fucking boring creature on the planet. You, think you so? realize like what is this close up for? Oh, it's licking its own asshole for I always... hours. <laughs> There's that what's the insect Wii game that came out that like everybody forgot about Zor? creatures not... something oh, creatures. Oh, um uh, deadly creatures. Deadly yeah. creatures. It was sight bots. Not <laughs> damn it, Chris. That was terrible. Not what it was. No, that game was good. But the it was but like the first creatures. Where, like, yes, like we're just gonna be insects and feel what yeah. it's like to battle well, those insects. Arachnids. Yeah. Arachnids. You're tarantula and a scorpion. Oh, Jesus, of course I got wiki parts. Of course, somebody else, somebody else go. You forget who you're on this show I know, with. I know. I deserved it. Oh, okay. So I've talked about how I love horror games and stuff. I would horror games. No horror (laughs) games. Sorry, I guess I need to put a little more emphasis on that. I'm gonna give five. Oh, was that aggressive? Seven minutes. Um, No, uh, I would love to see like a multiplayer s game that's basically like serial killer hide and seek, where one person is the slasher and the other person is the person trying to run away, or maybe it's like a group of people. 
Yeah, and basically, you're like, terrifying. I'm gonna hide behind this thing, and you have to stay super still while the other, while the while the slasher is like looking around the house trying. Because I think that would be so fucking fun. Like Such the campers, and I say that in quotes, have no way of fighting back. So like, if that killer fucking finds you, you better run. You better have an escape plan because if they catch you, you just die. You you get murdered. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen I Strange Days? Want- the killer should also Strange be days. able to move not. bodies to scare people. Oh, and absolutely. Then, uh, be able to teleport once per session. So if anybody's really really good at game dev, hit me up. I've got some great <laughs> ideas about this. When, yeah, when you're hiding, they should be able to look. In the closet and just not see you. I've right? seen a lot of the slash killer inflicts. should have their vision impaired in some way. I've read yeah. a lot of hack slash. Oh, Let's that would make be this fucking game. TM, TM. Patented. My VR game, because I don't think really, really think action games are going to be the shit in VR, because I think we're going to want to slow down. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be, uh, uh, I want to be Lieutenant Commander Data as, as Sherlock Holmes. I want a Sherlock Holmes game. I want to be looking around the fucking room being like, uh, oh, hey, check out that clock. It was uh, 6.35, not 6.34. As an addendum. When this murder happened. My friend, because I've observed. uh, Joe Piscopo minigame where you learn how to laugh as an android. Yeah. yeah, worst fucking episode of TNG ever. Um, Only if you hate Joe Piscopo. Only if you hate comedy, huh? That, that was terrible. But no, no, I, I think like a, a Sherlock Holmes game, any kind of game where you're investigating your surroundings. Mm, like a that, murdered soul suspect VR? Yeah, except it's better than VR that fucking game, right? Yeah. Uh, because VR to me is about... you. I played Half-Life 2 mm-hmm. with an Oculus Rift, the first one. I had never looked at the ground in Half Life mm. Two until I played it with VR, and I was like, "Lots of bad textures." Look, there's like a carpet. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? Damn! I, I, the, I co- never looked at that. The amount of there Cosby you're getting into right now. Look at the carpet. I Look can't at the carpet. I need the carpet and Jello pudding. Oh, my dick a in a girl who's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It was an accident. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Let's uh, just not have that as a VR experience, okay? <laughs> yeah. the really? You don't want to look experience. down and yeah. see like a fucking multicolored checkered shirt. Oh, oh the girl is gone to bed. I can be put Rudy in my dick and bow. Point mm-hmm. is... <laughs> it is so mad she's practically cross-eyed. That was <laughs> Point is... The point of VR is that you feel present in an environment such that you can observe it as if you're there. Yeah. Which is what I think would make an investigative game very interesting. Or hide and seek. Or hide. <laughs> yes. Or Anne's answer. Hide and seek and murder. Also, mm-hmm. Anne's answer is also a good answer. As is Anne, would, sorry, Anne really, would like me to remind you about how good her I'm answer really is. I'm really stuck on this whole idea. Like, I'm planning so out the whole thing So, anyone who's really good at game dev and wants to do all the work here while Anne <laughs> has ideas. Do all the work. I'll just be a producer. <laughs> I have so many ideas. And you do understand, comment, commenting the forums forfeits your idea and makes them intellectual po- yeah. property of laser time. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, snap. Just Not like Facebook and YouTube and oh, whatever no, else. I didn't say that. Bad joke. That said, if anybody decides to make this game without me, I'm totally okay with that just as long as it doesn't suck balls. Hmm. Yes, make her an NPC. Also send me a code as early as And you yeah, can. and make me one of the people that can die in the game. So this this is being like 
getting into like the territory of when you were in grade school and you're like writing letters to Nintendo. Like, make this idea and send mm-hmm. me a copy. Please make this game and then please include me as a character and also send me a copy. I want to die. Where I play as a first person traffic light and I get to hit red uh, once every three minutes. <laughs> All right. Move on, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, no! It's actually kind of intriguing me in terms of like how, like, like your weird, like mundane kind of like. That's what I remember. Chris basically just wants were. a VR version of Red Light, Green Light. I do. <laughs> Red with, Rover, Red Rover, that would Let actually, Rover come over. Oh boy! Well, no, I mean this is the this is basically the Watch Dogs uh, tablet uh, tie-in <laughs> game, right? Where you can like raise the bollards, change the things, uh-huh. deploy the helicopter, yeah. like. What if you could just do that and just watch it happen and be like, ah, even, even the third hour, you are wonderful, buddy. I'm so glad you came over. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. The second segment yeah. is dead. Two hours yeah, and 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Let's We're close done. it up. All right, so let us know what VR experience you'd like. Again, lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or comment under the article for episode 103. Let's mm-hmm. go out with a round of plugs. Chris, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Waters, not Antista. Ah! Ha <laughs> uh, What look. are you doing with your mouse? Stop I was it. pretending to It's rude and it's weird. Okay. It was Stop creating it. an effect. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm like honestly I'm just super happy I got to come and chat with you guys and like yeah, hang yeah. out and fucking be on this podcast at long last because uh, wonderful man. I've been I, talking about it for like a year. Yeah, yeah. It's such a pleasure. Uh my only plug will be just like follow me on Twitter if you feel like the uh, person who tweets about video games CT and Waters? sometimes other weird things. Yeah, it's C.T. Waters, and my last that. name Waters is spelled with two T's, so it's C-T-W-A-T-T-E-R-S. You're a funny motherfucker. Oh, God damn yeah. it, you've always brought me great entertainment we just by knowing you. We all on Twitter, and you should do. You're a wonderful dude. Even When I see you in Target and want to punch the screen in the face, oh, yeah. so I still think that's Chris Waters. Go I to don't Target. even recommend don't following me it. on Twitter, but I do recommend following <laughs> Chris on Twitter, not Antista <laughs> Waters. What? what? I need the followers. <laughs> All right, Chris, I know you're champing at the bit. Am I? Yeah. No, I'm chomping at the bit. Oh, well. No, that is champing. I am chomping. Champing is a very... You guys can champ. I'm chomping. No, the correct term is champing. What I'm I'm doing is chomping at the bit. He's deliberately ignoring it. It's fine. Because I want people, while I chomp at my bit, motherfuckers... That cord has touched your floor. Yeah. So what? I don't fucking know. Um... Uh, I want people to go listen, go to LeadsOnPodcast.com and look at the neat new features they have there, including the podcast, which this week has Louis Peitzman of BuzzFeed talking about... Oh, my uh, God. You were on the episode talking yeah. about uh, being a gay man into horror. Like, <laughs> Henry came up with the fucking you better title. You better repeat that or else it'll sound libelous. Uh, gay man being into horror. Okay. Uh, Not gay man being a whore. That was the most fascinating part about it to me, like, it, to, the idea of, like... Being a little gay kid in the '80s when it was really fucking disgust, like like hard, stigmatized. Yeah, stigmatized. Sorry, I didn't mean to say disgusting. Um, and hard, <laughs> but but super hard to be like a gay dude and like in the horror. And like Henry and Lewis had the same thing. But I think they re- revealed at the end they met because they were on OKCupid. Uh, but they they met on OKCupid. That's wonderful. But like, but he's a fucking hilarious person on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis. So Those people are people are all over my ass. Like uh, it's such an informal. Like it's not an interview. Like it just. I'd rather just talk to Lewis about being Lewis. He saw he was just at Sundance. He reviews every TV show. He's got a friend on Gotham, 
and uh, he talks about it on the show. Yeah, who plays he's Penguin? He's Penguin. He's the most adorable the best part character. of He's the show. best character on the wow. show. That's, that's, show, that's that the shows, first person I imagined, too. That show's fucking terrible, but he's so cute. And that's so you, good. And if you yeah. want to hear Lewis diplomatically say just that, <laughs> while complimenting his friend's that performance. That not good, but he's so adorable. Just, just, just do that. He, he was great on the show. I'm really glad we got someone like him, and he was really sweet. And follow him on Twitter, too. Hey, so plug's not for me, but for Lewis. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Bitter and Lewis. Oh, yeah, I've already said my Twitter thing on here before. But again, if you want a Brawlhalla beta key... Mm-hmm. Hit me up at BDRN Lewis. I have a few to spare, so is that, is I will that just. Capitals? I want is one. N A N N. What? B D R A N N E L E W I S. Michael is like rubbing his, clawing his face off because he's like, I'm so ready to leave. It's so fucking hot in this kitchen. In the edit, that's where you force quit the podcast. A A N. I think you just said A-A-N, which is not at all how you spell my name. That's... On... It's like 75% of how you spell your name. It's not even close. Holy... Double... Tyler? Hi, I'm Tyler. Tyler underscore wild on Twitter. My avatar is the thing that happens when a shockwave crashes. Goodbye. Thank you. Okay. Uh, show You off. can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. And please go read my Ori and the Blind Forest review on IGN. Uh, say they something need in the traffic. Say something please in the comments me. about how great I am. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> do it. Because otherwise those people are mean. Um, anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody, to this very long episode. Right by Waters. And, uh,. We'll see you next week. That is the worst premise for a show of all time. What? A man has been frozen in time for three years. Who is Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> Smash <cut>. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just wrote a five-second film. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>